Hi, this is episode four of the Gamers Issue Podcast. This is the E3 edition. Uh, I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. And I'm Nick. And uh, this week we are going to be talking all about E3 um, and and all the stuff we saw, the, the games we saw, the different press conferences, uh, some of the highs and lows, disappointments, things we're excited about, all that stuff. Um, I, for one, like E3 for me is is one of the coolest times of the year. Like I, I geek out over it every year. I remember even five years ago back when, um, back when I guess like all this free access wasn't as big of a thing. GameSpot charged, I think five or 10 bucks to get E3 access. Wasn't it something like that, Nick, me and you both did it. Yeah. Um, was it, was it that cheap? It was, was something, it, but it was, it was like a fee. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like, it was probably $10 and you could see all of the press conferences, right? Yeah, and now you can like do all that for free. But I remember even you know all those years ago, like doing that and just tuning in and freaking out. And and E three is just this such a big deal to me. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys are <laughs> get like. Get well, I think that, that I think the I year that, I think the year that we paid for that, or one of the years we paid for that was the year of the Sony fail conference, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was the uh, the oh was that oh. Seven, oh six? Six. That was oh six. The yeah. Sony fail the, like, the the day I stopped being a Sony fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're winning me back though. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. Uh, they did they had a great conference. But yeah, so but yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about E3 is not only like the new releases and stuff that, that you get to look forward to um every year, but also there's there's all these iconic moments and like kind of gaming history that happen at E three. Um you know, and, and kind of yeah, the Sony 2006 like fail Ridge Racer Ridge Racer conference is probably one of those um, moments. But I don't know if you guys have any that that you can remember. But I yeah. think I I think it was when um, and I like E3 mainly because it you know like it reminds me of like the NFL draft when everyone goes into it with such optimism and then they come out either with broken hearts or you know even more optimism. But <laughs> I think it was before they started putting E3 like even like on the internet and everything. It was the year of the I think the Saturn. And Sega said, okay, the Saturn is actually out in stores now. And it was only out in some stores. And so that kind of made some retailers mad. So that kind of backfired on them. But right after they did that, Sony came out. And literally, like, one part of the, the, the press conference, it was the year they were launching the PS1. And the Sony executive just came out and said, $299 and walked off. And everyone just erupted. So that was probably, I wasn't there for it. I have never seen any footage. But just hearing that story, I'm like, that was an awesome moment. Oh yeah, because the because the Saturn was how much was the Saturn when it came out? It was like ridiculous. It was like, like four hundred and ninety nine dollars, I think. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say at least four hundred, if not five. Yeah, and so Sony just comes out and says two hundred ninety nine dollars, peace. And that's yeah. it. Well, and then wasn't it at E three maybe the next year? Or am I making this up? That because I remember a, there were a lot of people because it was like where's where's Square Enix gonna go? You know what I mean? And then once mm-hmm. PlayStation said, we've got Final Fantasy VII, that was it for the Saturn in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember and that Nintendo happened. 64 as well. Yeah, I was up to the 64, had some issues with that too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just cool because, yeah, like all those like really crazy stories from E.T. Like I remember um, a big one because this is before like, you know, all the internet broadcasts was um, the debut of the, um, <laughs> there have been quite a few historic like Zelda moments at E3s, um, but the one where they showed off the fake footage for the Nintendo 64 that was like the really dark Zelda. Yeah, the dark Zelda. Yeah. Well, I thought that was for, no, yeah, that was for GameCube. 
Yeah, yeah I think it was for GameCube. Yeah, oh, because, was it for GameCube? Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. they did the whole Ocarina of Time thing, and then people were were pumped for uh, you know a better graphics Zelda. adult Zelda for GameCube. Oh, that's right. And then it, they Waker and then out. all of a sudden Wind Waker comes out, and people were like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> yeah, Nintendo basically pulled like a graphical bait and switch. Yeah, on everybody. Although Wind Waker was Wind Waker was good. Yeah, I, I actually like awesome. Wind Waker. But, oh yeah, Wind Waker is great. I liked it, it better than Twilight Princess. Yeah, but it got a lot. Yeah. Of, it got a lot of shit because people Zelda. wanted adult Dark Link, and it was like, hey, ha, ha. It was like that. <laughs> so it was like Chad Warden. It was Chad Warden. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I played Wind Waker and a girl was watching one time. She's like, he looks like Peter Pan. And I'm like, you're going to have to leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and then um, another, another big Zelda E3 moment was uh, when Miyamoto came out with the shield and the sword mm-hmm. when he announced uh, Twilight Princess, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Because he yeah. had it this year, too. The same and, shield. And just this year when he left out. Well, I'll wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. But yeah, so you know, it's just funny looking back and thinking about all those because I know. Well, then, um, well, there was the the Halo Two one that you wanted to talk about, Mitch. Yeah, let me just let me just trot out my official Halo card uh, again <laughs> for like <laughs> for like the third podcast in the row. But um, yeah, the E3 with the Halo Two demo, like the level that ended up being completely cut from the actual game, and just gave me gave me and everyone sky high expectations of uh, Halo Two single player. That demo, I think we can probably all agree, was absolutely amazing. Just when like the pelican swoops in, and then it cuts to the inside, and you see the chief, and he jumps out, and they're all fighting in the city, and they show off like the dual wielding and the melee combos, which didn't actually make it into any Halo game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and all so that they made stuff. It, they made a demo that never got like none of the aspects of it ever got used in a real game. Yeah. Well, there were they carried well, over a couple lines from the demo, like a couple lines of dialogue, but other than that. Like wow. the Halo, the Halo Two demo was just some sort of like magical object that was unobtainable. I'm well, disillu- yeah. I'm disillusioned now. Well, yeah. They, yeah, what they did, they did a big thing about it where they didn't have, they they knew they were going to make the game. They thought they had longer to do it, and then they spent months making this demo that just was just only intended to be a demo, and and they showed it off at this E3. I can't remember what year it was. It had to have been like 2003 or one of the, something like that. Um, 2002. Um, but yeah, they made off this huge level, and they had like enemies that were like, remember, remember, it had like the jackals that were moving in like a formation together with their shields, and like yeah, all that. kinds of like crazy stuff that people were like, this is seriously insane. And it was all the city combat because they had come to Earth, you know. And then, yeah, and then when the actual game came out, like none of that was in there, you know. Um, and I remember seeing some documentary where they talked about it, how they had done all this stuff and then they're like oh crap well now we need to make the game <laughs> is that why they didn't finish the ending oh, oh fucking <laughs> ouch yeah actually that is why they didn't finish the ending actually uh, so. that sucked <laughs> I remember like cut scene I lean back I'm like alright what's the next level and then the credits start rolling and I'm like oh man I'd heard about this but that really does suck <laughs> yeah so that to me that's one of the, the big E3 fails that, that I can remember but but yeah, it's it's always been one of my like life goals to, to go to E3, you know, because yeah. of all this kind of stuff. Because I want to be there one year where they go, you know, where they where all this crazy stuff happens. Yeah, I've been reading about it since I was a kid, and you know, old DGMs when I was like, you know, like eleven. And yeah, I would love to go. 
it's just sort of like it's just sort of like the mecca of gaming. Like once in your life, if you're a serious gamer, you got to make the you pilgrimage to to down to LA. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, like I've been to PAX, but you know, and PAX was awesome, but it's not it's not the same. Like it's tight. It's you know, it's kind of tightened me over for a couple of years, but. Mm. You know, I get the itch again <laughs> where I want I to. I say we all go to Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Just go to Tokyo. I, <laughs> I can totally just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't know. And I think one of the other really cool parts of, of E3 is just like the rumors and predictions because they just, they're just wild, like yeah. leading up to the actual conference, you know. And so it's kind of cool seeing like what actually happens and what doesn't happen. You know, um, as you get there, and Anthony had all his ridiculous predictions this year that almost all came true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a high percentage there. Yeah, what so were the ones you sent Anthony yeah, sent over let's, an email? Let's hear your, let's um, hear your prediction. Then. Okay, all right. I said, now some of these were just complete, you know, going crazy. I said that there would be a, for the PS3, a Mass Effect collection with one and two on it, followed up by revealing that Mass Effect 3 will be multi platform. Obviously, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just to really make, uh, some people mad. I said that Half-Life 3 would come out on the PS3 with six months exclusivity. Obviously, that didn't happen either. <clears throat> uh, I said that Sony would have their own version of Smash Brothers, and we kind of got that with Heroes on the Move um, for the move. So I'm going to go ahead and count that one. I, I said that they would clone Hideo Kojima and isolate the batshit gene so he would actually be able to make games <laughs> that make sense. Um, that didn't happen, but I'm waiting for Tokyo Game Show for that. So. Um, I said that uh, they would have the PSN Premium where they would make all PS3s backwards compatible with PS2 games. That's never going to happen, but whatever. I did predict the Kid Icarus game, which was kind of cool because that, that was awesome. And uh, I said that they would make Dogs 2, and they did Dogs and Cats, so I'm taking that one as well. And then I, I said jokingly to Eddie about the Valve thing with Half-Life, I said that they should bring out Gabe Newell make him grovel and apologize while Kevin Butler whips him. And that almost happened. <laughs> it's so true. That's my favorite prediction that came true other than Kid Icarus. Well, I heard, it, I heard backstage at the Sony press conference that uh, Kevin Butler was introduced to Gabe Newell as the VP of sharpening things. Yeah, that's, yes. what, yeah. that's what Gabe said during the thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty funny. Like, we couldn't even post on Gamer Sushi because of, like, all the rumors. Like, it was just so ridiculous. Like, you can't even post anything because it's like... There's like a million rumors flying out every single day, and you're like, "What can I even talk about that's mm-hmm. real?" <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. Like, I I personally don't really have much experience with E3. Um, I think this is the one that I paid the most attention to. I don't really remember following the previous ones, but uh, it really makes me think of like all three companies having an Apple style announcement of stuff, you know, because that's I see those all the fucking time, uh, but. You know, it's it's got that same kind of like rumor build up, but mm-hmm. it's more concentrated. It's like three companies with all their crazy ideas, and they've got and they're all trying to outdo each other. Yeah, all trying to outdo each other. each other. Yeah, I mean, like imagine if if I don't know, Apple and some comparable competitor who can but who can you even say there um, shared the stage and tried to one up each other. How ridiculous would that be? And so it's almost like that times eleven. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I remember last year was the kind of nuts year because what was it like? Eighty percent of Sony stuff got leaked uh, before they even got up there. And, oh yeah, and, and they they handled it pretty well. They got up there and they just kind of made fun of themselves for like you know um, because it was the PSP Go and it was like all this other stuff that had gotten leaked before they even got up there. 
Yeah, and they when they showed the Final Fantasy fourteen, which had been a big secret, and he afterwards he said, I don't know how we kept that one a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just the the build up to it is absolutely insane, um, and people just kind of go, kind of go nuts over the whole thing. So which can sometimes lead to great disappointment. Oh yeah, for sure, it can lead to a lot of disappointments. People kind of freak out. Well, I remember like the the Hulu thing. Everyone was convinced that Hulu was going to end up on the 360. You know. Yeah, that was that was there were legitimate websites that like big yeah, mainstream no. sites were saying yeah, this there, is a, this there, is that was on like. Major news sources said that Hulu was going to be coming to the 360. Like well, national after, news sources. And then after it didn't show up on the 360 at Microsoft conference, me and Nick were kind of like, "What if it was Sony? What if yeah. Sony was the was the was I the?" I was really kind of hoping happen. it was going to be on Sony. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, was, was Jack Trenton going to come out with a Hulu tattoo on his arm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that it would be on any console, just so that I could have it hooked to my TV. All right, well, moving right along to the press conferences, I guess we'll just go, we'll hit them in the order that they happened. Um, so I guess the first thing to do is talk about Microsoft um, and their press conference. Um, it's, this, one's, <laughs> this one's kind of a mixed bag because Microsoft, uh, they, they had a lot of stuff that they wanted to show, uh, but they started with some games. Uh, what did you guys think of the games that they showed? Uh, I thought that the games that they showed uh, were actually looking pretty good. The disappointing thing was, like, for the first half an hour, I was like, all right, this is going pretty good. We're hitting all of Microsoft's big hitters for the year. And then the half an hour was up, and they moved on to uh, Connect. But for that first half an hour, I was totally into it because they started off with um, Black Ops, which actually looked pretty good. I mean, for a Call of Duty game, once he got into the helicopter, I'm kind of like, all right, I can I can dig this. Might be a rental. Yeah, the, I wanted to say about the helicopter when I was uh, on Twitter and I tweeted that it was it looked like it was on rails. I heard later in a demo that it actually is not on rails. You can actually control the helicopter. Really? So that How makes on it, earth does that work? I don't know, but that makes it a little bit cooler. So 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 wait. So you're a guy. I I haven't seen the video. You're a guy controlling you climb, a gun. You climb into the helicopter. Okay, but you're not like flying it. You're you're yeah. in the gunner's right. So how? The no, you're hell flying do you it. Oh, okay, you're flying it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that they opened up that, I mean, I think we counted, right? They only hit five games in that first 30 minutes before the Connect as stuff. As far as I can tell, unless I missed one. They only hit five games, and the first one they opened up with was a multi-platform game, which I thought was well, kind of weird. Well, the thing is, I think uh, right before E3, uh, Activision announced that like, uh, the Call of Duty franchise has like an exclusivity deal with Microsoft, so like all the DLC and stuff will hit the Xbox 360 first before it hits anything else. So I think that's kind of why they wanted to lead in with that. Because Call of Duty is a huge name. So if you could show that it's favoring one console more than the other, that's a pretty big boost, even if it is multi-platform. And then, yeah, well, and then like Met- Medal of Honor announced that they were going to go Sony for some of their DLC, right? Before like exclusive, Microsoft. exclusive beards? Isn't that what it was? <laughs> it was something like that. But yeah, you can, you can tell that they're, they're kind of picking their sides. And see things like that, like, between both of them, Sony and Microsoft, like that, I don't think that's gonna. That's just like a little bullet point, like a little, you know, oh look what we got here. But it's not gonna sell them any console. No one's gonna be like, oh well, now I'll take the 360 instead. Yeah, it's or more like it's PS3 more like a, a pissing contest for the people that have already, that have already got it more than like, oh hey, well I'm gonna buy it because they get the map pack first. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I do hate that. Like we're we're gonna make a multi-platform game, but we're gonna make console-specific DLC. Then I mean, at that point, is it really even multi-platform anymore? It's like, 
what version of the game do I want to play? Like, Well, they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They're trying to make the money from selling both, but then also take the exclusivity money, you know, on the side for smaller deals, you know? Yeah. So, but, That's um, Rockstar how well that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of, like, games and stuff, they showed, um, they only hit, like, five games. They showed, um... Some Gears of War 3, which I thought was pretty cool, you know, it looked, but it's... It looked fun. Four-player yeah. co-op in story is... Yeah. Finally. I'm a fan. That, I'm a big fan that of that. looks really cool. But you see, for I that, call like, Coltrane. I think <laughs> yeah, the game has to be Jeff really gets open. to be the chick. Sorry, go. Oh. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was terrible at the first game, man. I, but I played it by myself, like, two years after it came out, so... Did you see that they had a chick on stage playing the chick? I was like, oh, that's cute. It was just funny watching it, because, like, I don't know why they haven't... I don't know why they haven't done the four-player co-op before. You know what I mean? Like the 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 game, even the first game had four characters most levels. Um, second game had it even a lot more. So it was just funny. Like when they were doing it, I was like, "It's about time." <laughs> you know, as I'm well, watching it, like I think that was kind of a theme of this C3. There was a few games I think that announced four-player co-op in in story. So yeah, like yeah, what well, else? The thing with the Gears of War uh, is. You know, for four, if you're going to have four people playing, you need to have more wide open levels. You can't have those cramped corridors. And um, so I, I know the level they, the, the dip bit they showed in the, the, the presentation was really wide open, but I don't know how much of the game will actually be wide open. And maybe there'll be parts where, like in the old Gears of War, where you would split apart, you know, like two go this way and two go that way and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. They probably, so that would be really probably cool. Do that, yeah. Gears of War 2 actually Duty had a, a lot more open. Uh, Sorry, keep going. Oh, I was saying I was, I was answering Jeff's. I think four-player. I think Call of Duty Black Ops has a four-player co-op mode as well. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I just remember hearing it a few times. I can't tell you specifics, but I remember hearing it a few times. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought the most impressive footage the Microsoft show was for the Halo Reach um, stuff, which to me like looked like the Halo game that I've been waiting for since you know, since Halo the first Combat game. Evolved. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Since like 2000 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it looked like it hit all the beats that like people want. And it's just funny because people have been wanting multiple Spartan like kind of combat in a Halo game for a while. So it's, it's funny that it's taken them this long to kind of get there. Um, and then on they, top of that, they had Star Fox, which is cool. Yeah, Halo Star Fox yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because the footage that they put on, on Xbox Live isn't as cool as the footage they showed at the press conference. I don't know if you've checked it out, but like it's it's the same gameplay sequence, but like on Xbox Live, it's like cut to like techno music and like they're flying around with like the the player controlled camera during it, and like I don't know, it was just to me it was much cooler to see it, you know, done straight up like they did at the press conference. But yeah, they also yeah they also confirmed uh, Firefight for Halo Reach outside of uh, the Xbox presser, but that's coming back, so I'm kind of psyched about that. Yeah, and then uh, for. Cliffy B announced what that they're going to have a new thing called Beast, um, Beast Mode, beast mode. <laughs> um, for for Gears of War three, and I don't know if there's been any more details about that really. Uh, it's similar to Horde, where you but you take on the role of the Locust in an arena battle against the. Uh, oh yeah, I heard about COG. that. Yeah. Oh okay. Hmm. I, I love Horde. Various mode, type so. of Locust from you can control the Tickers or the the Berserkers or the Cantus Priests. Is it more like RTS style, or is it still? Um, it it doesn't say in the. Okay. I mean, I just literally just googled it right now. Oh, okay. so um, essentially, so it's like Left for Dead. Only you're on the infected side, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it plays the uh, the baddies. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so like being a berserker or the priest is like being one of the special infected, like a boomer. Or... Right. Huh. 
Yeah, horde mode was the most fun part of Gears of War two. So definitely. <laughs> so do you do you think I need to play Gears of War two before I play three? Do you think it matters? I'm going to. I mean, I, I feel like I feel it. like yeah. It, it sounds like uh, I'm I'm willing to give the series another chance because of the co op. Because I actually think that you know if I get it when it's fresh and all of us play it together, that will probably make it fun for me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, the most fun I had with Gears of War 2 was I played it co-op the day it came out. Like me and um, my friend LJ took took a day off work and we just played it, you know. We, we just played the co-op like all day and beat it. And then Horde mode, you mm-hmm. know, which was the most fun uh, for the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it might be worth giving it a shot. But I wonder how much fun it would be without the co-op. Because I never, I had, I didn't have any desire to go play it by myself. Yeah. Jeff, if you, when I rent it from Gamefly, if you buy it at that time, then we can play co-op. Eh, let me know. I mean, it's. Probably... I would suggest that. I would suggest doing yeah. co-op because I know. I know. Um, for me at least, like that's part of the gears experience. Yeah, when I think of gears, I think of two players. Like yeah. I just yeah. do. Like the first game, I think I played the first, the first, uh, section or two by myself, and then so I added someone in and played co-op for the rest of the game. And there's a stark difference between playing with somebody and then playing by yourself. It's it's much much better playing co-op. I mean, it's like Resident Evil Five. Resident Evil yeah. Five co-op is, I mean, it's one of the best co-op experiences I've had this gen. But yeah, I mean, that's how the game should be played. So the other games they showed off, they showed off some Fable, which is just like eh, more Fable, at least for Pirates. me anyway. I read something about sea battles in Fable Three. Is that the case? Like it's sat, there. How many gameplay modes did the, does the game have? Well, yeah, it's going to be part RTS, not really RTS, but more like a god game, like uh, black and white or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, almost like a sim kind of thing. Not, not really, but like just in the sense that you run the kingdom from like a whatever kind of view. But but the trailer showed off like some sea battle kind of stuff, which was the coolest part of the trailer. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> was I think I read cool. like you said, the first half of the game is you acquire your kingdom, and the second half is you running your kingdom. So maybe it changes midway through to an RTS. Uh-huh. I am not sure how I feel about a game that tries to dabble in more than one type. Like, okay, Eddie, you, you liked Brutal Legend, but so far I, I don't understand how it can change gameplay types every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm really, I'm really uh, skeptical of that. And especially since Fable 2, I liked it all right, but there was definitely a point where I was like, okay, this game needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, loved the first Fable, but I, I could not get into Fable 2 at all. So hopefully Fable 3 will rectify that. Yeah. So so after after we saw those games, we pretty much entered, it was, what, 30 minutes of games and then just like 45 minutes of Connect. Yeah, almost an um, hour of Connect. It, well, and, before, we, before we jump into that, do we want to talk about Metal Gear Rising real quick? Just because uh, it's been a year since we've seen that thing, so we should probably just hit on that for a second. So it is? Because I thought that, yeah, it is It is right. And I thought the trailer actually looked pretty good. No, no, the, the, the trailer's cool. Is it connect though? Is that what they were showing? Because when he's chopping the watermelon, I'm like, is that a connect demo, basically? But they they're not telling you that that's what it is. I don't. It kind of. I think it kind of looks, looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it does what I'm worried like about. You can see him, see him tilting that thing, and then he slices it. So I don't know. Exactly. It that's might... why I think it looks like. I think it is connect. Which I mean would be cool that there's actually going to be a real game that comes out for connect. But at the same time, I'm like. So I guess, if it's only Connect, I guess I'm not playing Metal Gear Rising. Well, are, are, are well it also kinda... is coming out for the PlayStation 3, but they didn't mention it coming out with Move, and I, I feel like one of them would have mentioned it had motion controls. 
Unless they're keeping it tight under wraps. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe until, well, let's see if this works, and then we can, that way they don't have to backtrack later. And Sony promised me, well, I guess it didn't promise me, but Sony told me that supposedly that that games are going to come with move and unmove, unmove? Move move. and non-move versions of games on the same. Move and stationary, stationary. Move and still. Yeah, move and they're gonna. It's gonna come with move and couch versions of each game. (laughs) So if I hopefully that's fun versions. Oh, and there we go. Oh, fanboy. (laughs) No, that's not fanboy. That's anti-motion control. That's that's trolling. No, it's not. It's not trolling. Is is Connect? Are they gonna do the same thing for Connect though? I mean, have they said anything about that's what? That's what I, I don't know. Well, I don't see how they could because most of the games they announced for Kinect look like only motion control type games. Right. I mean, like, like how how could they do Metal Gear Solid Rising when there's not even a way to turn the camera around or anything like that? You know, with with if you use Kinect, like, how do you move the camera? How do you like? I don't I don't understand how you could control again unless it's an on rails game. I this was this like that. that was the thing that really concerned me about what I saw about Kinect because like because they they showed 45 minutes of just like kind of garbage stuff. You know, that was just like straight up Wii clones. But then at the end, they showed the Forza demo, and I'm like, okay, this looks kind of cool, but notice that the demo wasn't, there wasn't a way to break or to speed up. Like, he was yeah, just how steering. Do, how, yeah, how do you, do you like put your foot out? Do you have to stand up and like put your foot out or something? Like, so the camera can There's see so your many foot. questions that, yeah. I mean, you know, it's fine. Like, and we'll get to it more, I guess, with Sony, but like Sony kept tipping, oh, we've got buttons and everything, and they were kind of being snarky, but their buttons are important, you know? You need yeah. a button. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what really concerned me concerned me about Connect. But jumping back to Metal Gear Rising real quick, one thing that I saw today that I thought was interesting was that um, it's actually a prequel to Metal Gear Solid 4, which I didn't realize until today when I read that. Oh, hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It's 3.5? Metal Gear 3.5 or something like that. Well, it, actually, I guess it's 3 set in the past, too. Yeah, so this so. would be like Metal Gear 4 minus 0.5. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably more accurate. Uh, <laughs> Well, well no, because then Peace Walker, because Peace Walker happens between three and four, so Peace Walker is three point five. This is, yeah, two point five. No, yeah, there, there you go. No, wait, no, it yeah, would be, it would be two point five because yeah, that's like three, nine. Yeah, because three was doesn't. God, count. That, this sounds like the end of Metal Gear Four when he's talking about bringing everything back to zero. But yeah, so I guess now we can move officially to Connect. I think the thing that really disappointed me about Connect, because like I didn't, I wasn't too sold on it. What I was sold on was the the actual tech, because as much as, because as much as people kind of rag on Connect, like the the tech that makes it up is actually really sophisticated stuff. Like, like you know more so than than we or Move, just because they you know they recognize like you know these controller points or whatever with their wands and with a sensor or whatever connect actually will see the difference between your hand and your face and between another person's hand and another person's face and that's exactly. like that's crazy complicated like technical stuff to pull off and all they showed was party games definitely like, one of the coolest things i i saw i saw was not maybe it was shown at one point because i i had to transfer locations in the middle of the connect demo because my internet was messing up but one thing i saw on the on a backstage thing is where somebody was playing the I don't remember what game it was. One of the, no, one they, of the they, did, they did what you're talking about on stage. Oh, they, did they? Okay, yeah. well, there you go. So where there's one person standing there and then another person steps in front of the TV that it knows that the other person's there and it knows who that person is and then it can just slide to split screen because like we were talking before, if you have no buttons, 
how do you how do you select a second player? The only way to do it is for the for the Xbox to know a second player is standing there. That's really Xbox really cool tech. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's really really cool tech. It's just I don't know if they're doing anything neat with it. Yeah, the the thing that got me because this is my first E3 as a 360 owner. You know, I just got one in February, so I was pumped and everything. And you know, I like the tech behind Natal or excuse me, Connect. I'm sorry, I don't even like the name Connect. I don't like typing it. Yeah, it's, I like Natal. That C before the T. It's I keep saying Kinetic instead of. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, the thing about Connect is the the tech is really cool. And you know what they showed at E3 last year, whether it was real or faked or whatever, was really neat. And then they just come out with this stuff. It was showed. It was a complete lack of creativity. It was exactly what the Wii had been doing, with a couple of you know, with a few exceptions, like the dance game and stuff like that, which was a little more advanced. But it was well, just they, they called the party game freaking Connect Sports. I mean, how more unoriginal <laughs> yeah, can you get? And the girls playing with the an- with the animal, which is basically Nintendo dogs. I, I, it was just I, like, that tiger was going to maul that child. Oh man, that would have been awesome. <laughs> the tiger should have mauled the child. Yeah, that's <laughs> would have been much more entertaining. Are, are dangerous animals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're promoting your child to play with a tiger. Come here, Skittles. Everybody's teaching our children? Named, you named it Skittles. That tiger's going to kill you one day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's just what was really baffling to me. Because yeah, like if to me, if you have all this really cool technology, then like try to then then show people like why it's why it's worth a damn. You know what I mean? Instead of just doing something that you could have done with a with. I mean, if you were just going to rip off Wii games, you should have just made it easier on yourself and ripped off their tech too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> if that's yeah, all you're going to do with it, what's the coolest thing? Like people that you have to play without a, a controller, right? Well, the I, I remember reading that some of the coolest stuff was actually the interface, like the not the games that they showed, but the yeah, interface, the Minority Report interface. It's yeah, yeah, it's cool, yeah, yeah. And or, see, that's the thing. We well, we were talking about that before, before E3. We were like, that's that's what interests us most is the interface, and then after E3, that's still the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. Problem. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. When you were a, when you were a video game console right yeah and we still don't know how much it's going to cost yeah they were well it's it was going to be i'm pretty sure it was going to be 149 dollars and then they were like well let's see what sony does and then sony smartly or slyly says well the move controller is 49.99 so they can print that in an ad what what they don't tell you is that you need a playstation i or your playstation's not going to be able to see your wand (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, but they can exactly. print that. They can print forty nine ninety nine, which is a good deal for the seven people that have a PlayStation Eye, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, no kidding. I know so, one of them, but so Sony, I think, is going to have to drop the price of Connect to uh, to I think ninety nine dollars, or it's going to be too Microsoft. Oh, sorry, sorry, Microsoft's going to have to drop the price of Connect, or it's going to have to ninety nine dollars. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one hundred forty nine. If you look at that. You're gonna be like, really? It's three times as much money. Yeah, if you just look at it, if you, you just look you at the ads, s- you can't sell yeah. that. On top of the, yeah. Top. Of, I think with the, these motion controls, Sony or Microsoft are just competing with themselves because nobody's gonna, nobody who has a Wii is gonna suddenly switch to one of these. Well, uh, this is what I was arguing about before. Uh, I think we we all, we had a conversation about this mm-hmm. all of us one time that like, yeah, like exactly. Especially looking at it now, I was like, man, there's no reason someone will want to get a 360 and this. Um, or like a Sony and whatever, but the thing that I kept reading or hearing, and I even experienced, is the idea of like, oh man, my wife will love this, 
you know. Um, and, you know, I showed my wife some of the press conference and, and she was just kind of like, oh, this seems kind of neat. But she really liked like the fitness stuff she saw on it, which, you know, like the tech behind the fitness stuff was once again, really cool stuff that it was doing, but you're doing a fitness game with it. The interface uh, was cool on that too, by the way. Yeah. And it's like recognizing your, your hip to foot, like all these like different measurements that it's recognizing and picking up and teaching you like how to do things. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to use it. <laughs> but it was right. one of those things where my wife loved it, and everything I read about, people are like, "Oh, my wife will love this." And I really think that's who they're marketing it to. If you can sell a hundred, hundred fifty dollar add on to to all twenty million three sixties that are out there, then you just made a heap of change. Yeah. Plus games without having to actually rev your system. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So I think that's who the market is, especially now. Like I'm looking at, like, there's no way someone would want to. Get this instead of a Wii. So you're right, Anthony. I think they are just competing with themselves for the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I was just going to quickly say at the $149 price point compared to a Wii, like you're just basically playing for high high res Wii games at this point because that's all they've shown. So I'm just basically expanding on what you said. Like, why get a uh, connect in a 360 when you can just pay half as much and get a Wii? So the price just seems crazy for what they've shown for it. Yeah, and I think, and basically, I think it was like I can't remember which which cost which, but I think when you add all of Sony's together, it comes out to one hundred and twenty dollars. I think About, for the yeah. iToy, one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty. Yeah, for the iToy, the nunchuck, and the and the wand, um, and it comes out to around one hundred and thirty or something like that. Which you know, that's that's actually not too bad. Um, so Connect's gonna have to be around there. The problem is if they if they undercut them too much, then you don't leave room for a price drop. You know. Yeah. Like you don't leave room for a price drop at all, because because if you're talking about a hundred dollars and below, that's pretty cheap, almost too cheap if you're a video game company, because you like to you know come out with those price drops to sell a couple hundred thousand more systems or whatever you want to. <laughs> right, like you know, like when before when the rumors were that Connect would be one hundred and fifty dollars and the PlayStation Move was going to be like eighty dollars. You know, I wasn't really interested in either of them too much, but you know what I told you guys was, you know, for eighty dollars, eh, maybe you think about it. For one hundred fifty dollars. Get that out of my face, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think because so. they have the bundle with the uh, the I PlayStation I, the wand, and then some bullshit game that nobody wants to play, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's ninety nine. That's yeah, that's ninety nine dollars. I could right. see, I could see that drop to seventy nine, but I don't, I don't see it ever getting any cheaper than that. I just don't think they could afford to drop it more than seventy nine for that. Well, I actually went online to see how much iToys are, and I actually found a couple on eBay for like $37 and everything. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll just buy that. <laughs> that way I can just buy the controller later. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. So, so it was interesting seeing all this stuff about Connect. I still just, I mean, people that seem to play it seem to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like every, like I'm like, this looks so lame, but people that play it seem to kind of like it. So I think it's just going to take getting in front of one and seeing what I think, but also seeing like what you know, what kinds of games they'll be making for it. I'm just really, I'm really shocked they didn't show off more integration with, you know, kind of hardcore games. Of course, what I, what I, um, I saw the same thing, Eddie, where people would demo it and they would love it. They would be like, they would look at other people do it and they'd be like, that looks stupid. Then they'd step in front of it and they would be having a lot of fun. But my thing is that I think this, the Wii is the same experience. You go to a That's party... True. You go to a party and you play Wii Tennis and you're like, oh, this is so fun. I'm going to play it. I'm going to get it home and it's going to be awesome. And then it just sits there and collects dust because you and your dog is not going to, you know, y'all aren't going to have a lot of fun playing Wii Tennis together. You know, it it's fun in a party atmosphere. Right. But 
but is it fun any other time? No, because I, you know, I mostly play games alone, like, you know, in my house. I don't invite a lot of people over or whatever. And um, I don't touch Wii Sports at all. So. Nice. Well, now that we're on to Nintendo System, <laughs> segue. Um, <laughs> nice. I think, I think we should move on to uh, the Nintendo press conference, which... Um, A++ would watch again. Oh, man. <laughs> it, the Nintendo press conference... Okay, so, so we were just sitting here bashing on the Wii, and, you know, I sold my Wii. I a couple of years ago, um, some poor sucker. Yeah, to, to Anthony, <laughs> I'm the um, I'm the only one who still has his original. Yeah, my yeah, brother sold a, his. Mine was a launch day too. Yeah, mine I was too. I feel kind of bad that I sold a launch day Wii, but whatever. Yeah. I can just go get one for my parents. I never use it, so suckers. <laughs> so, Nintendo's freaking press conference was, you know, a one of their best that they've had in years. Because seriously, like the last few years, people are always like, when is Nintendo going to appease the hardcore? When are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? Last year, they even started off their press conference. Or was it the year before? They started off saying, we know the hardcore want to do this, but we're not going to talk about those games today. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah I, think that was, I think that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've been, people have been wanting this, and then they just came and like knocked it out of the park this year. And Ooh. then B, it was the first time I've regretted selling my Wii. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they they came out on stage, right? And didn't they say, what what was the phrase they said, Eddie? It was something like, "We want to have like universal appeal." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh God, here we go again! It's just going to be the same demo yeah. that we've seen from Nintendo every year, and that we just saw from Microsoft the day before." Yeah. And unlike Microsoft, who I don't actually think Microsoft knew what they wanted to talk about. I think they wanted to talk about everything, and then they just became very muddled up and, and didn't say anything, really. You could tell Nintendo knew what they were going to talk about. They, they were, were on a mission. They were going to talk about games, <laughs> and they yeah. were going to talk to gamers, and they succeeded with flying colors. Yeah, well, Reggie came out there with a freaking strut when he walked on stage. He's yeah. like, we're going we're gonna to bring it this year. This is our year. Games. Well, Boom. Yeah, because he wipes his ass with $100 bills. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to so, be smooth on the old tushy. So do, do you think part of what might have been the impetus for this is that the sales of the Wii are dropping off? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That they're like, okay, we've, we've milked the casual gamers <laughs> as much as we can, and we're starting to lose sales. We need to bring those, those hardcore folks back in the fold. I mean, because well, what if still, they trick you guys into buying another Wii, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, they're, they're still making, like, software sales, I think, off the casual gamers, you know, with, like, Wii Fit Wii and stuff Fit. like that. I think what it is Mario is Kart. they figured out, finally, they finally listened to us and said, if you give us old-school games, like, you know, New Super Mario Brothers Wii and stuff like that. Which sold uh, really well, right? Yeah. Exactly, it sold a ton. And they Galaxy 2 sold really well as well. I, I think it did, yeah, as well. But um, I mean, the new Super Mario Wii, like, really, like, I mean, far and away, blew everything else away. And I think they were like, "Oh, all we have to do is make 2D games. Fine, have some Donkey Kong Country, have some Kirby." You know, just I, I think they're sort of like, "This is what people want." You know, we've ignored them all these years, but apparently, it, it makes us money. So, yeah, I mean, it was just it was so exciting to sit awesome. there and just I mean, it was just announcement after announcement after announcement, and and then uh, at the at the end of it, it's like if you were just like, "Holy crap, I've seen all this awesome stuff." And then he just says, okay, here's everything I told you about today. And they literally just put all of yeah. this stuff up. And you're like, holy crap, that is impressive. 
Yeah, and like any one of them would have been impressive. Yeah, like any one of them by itself. Like, oh, hey, Nintendo was going to talk about a new Zelda today. Well, guess what? They opened with Zelda, and they didn't slow down. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. How how awesome was the press conference when at the end of it, people weren't talking even about Zelda as much as they were talking about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not because Zelda showed a lack of quality. It's just like, oh my god, did you see everything else? Yeah, I mean, I want to say a new Zelda game has been the most talked about. You know, of the the rumors that people have wanted, it's well, been. A we new thought Zelda we were going to get it last year, and we didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, like you said, it was the most talked about rumor leading up. You figured it would have been the thing everyone left with, but it was actually one of the least talked about things afterwards because everything else was just so huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting. The, the The art style in this Zelda, I just thought it was cool that they opened with with Zelda. By the way, but. The art style in Zelda looks pretty cool. I actually really like because I thought that Twilight Princess was a little dull looking. It, it it looks kind of like they did a kind of a halfway between Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Not you know not the child whatever, but it definitely looked a little more cartoony and a little more colorful. And I, I yeah, I'm with you. I, I do like the art style. Yeah, because the, the the enemies and sort of the backgrounds uh, and everything they look. The environment looks more like Wind Waker a little bit. It looks like Link Kid almost. Yeah, exactly. It looks like watercolor. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Link looks more realistic, like he did from Twilight, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, right? So. I read some cool details that he actually lives um, in a castle in the clouds, um, and that's why it's called Skyward Sword. Oh. And so, whenever you like, his home is up there, and then he learns about the the world below, and then he wants to go down there and save it. And I was like, so, oh, that's actually kind of a is cool Is that why when he spin. points his sword up, he gets yes. powers because he lives up there? And that's why they're in the trailer, there's that awesome shot at the end of him running and jumping, you know, down to so the maybe, below. The trailer so maybe was we'll really finally awesome. have a Zelda where the tutorial level isn't in a little forest village. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah quite possibly. Um, is, I, is he going to hold his sword up to the sky and say, I have the power? Because... <laughs> that would be it, actually, it actually reminded me of Shadow of the Colossus whenever you would hold up his sword, you know, because you really? had to do that to find the, the monsters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, nice. no, I, I thought it was pretty cool, minus uh, Miyamoto's, like, um, the weird hiccups they were having on stage, yeah. which did kind of concern me for the game. I hope it's true that it's just interference, but they it, kept it saying... It is. I read a bunch of previews where everyone said it ran really smooth for them afterwards. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I read that too. <laughs> because, yeah, like, I remember we were watching and it's like a uh, one-to-one fail <laughs> because he kept yeah. saying it's one-to-one and, like, it just was not cooperating with him. Yeah, like, the little evil voice inside my head that's like the Microsoft fanboy was just like, yes, another year when Nintendo fails. The evil laugh. <laughs> <That's> but... <laughs> and then that yeah. voice shut up for the rest of the day. <laughs> Pretty much, true. yeah. That yeah. Voice, that's that's I don't even know why that voice showed up after Monday, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 that voice has a lot of nerve. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to get a motion plus now, too. I mean, that's what yeah. I said. I think I is that, that. So is, is that the only game... That is like the selling point for Motion Plus now. Unless I mean, because I know really into golf. Well, or Red Steel Two. Red Steel Two. Which I yes. Pretty so good. yes, it's the only selling point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. But How yeah. much they really, like if they, 30, 30 if they really want to be cheap, they'll sell it separately from Zelda. Like not bundle it. That would be a kind of a low blow. Shh, Mitch, they might be listening. Yes. They. God, you just see. You just said that, yep. and they just saw dollar signs. <laughs> Miyamoto like leans back and tenses his fingers, just as like excellent. <laughs> damn. So on top of Zelda, some of the other games they showed off. I was actually pretty impressed with Epic Mickey. Um, it, yeah. 
because I'm because you know I wrote the feature on Game Industry the other day. As much as I loved Nintendo's conference and Sony's conferences, you know I was a little disappointed that we didn't see more new IPs, especially from Microsoft, because all they literally showed was like, "Hey, here's our staples." Later, um, <laughs> yeah, they only showed one new game if you don't count the Connect games, which they showed the night before. Yeah, the, um, exactly. The 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 Crytek game. Yeah, um, which, and which so that wasn't even a real thing. Yeah, it Basically, was just like that was just an announcement teaser. that they're gonna have Crytek make a game for them. Yeah, it wasn't. They didn't even have a real name for the game. It was just the yeah, code it was name for the game. kingdoms <laughs> with some like guys yeah. that looked like they came from God of War. Yeah, and it was just like, hey, we have Crytek, and they wanted to make a fun video because we don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> also, sorry, just to go back for one second, why did they have that entire Connect event the night before if they were just gonna do yes. the same thing the next day? That's so stupid. Yeah, I Jim thought and they accidentally the- ordered blue ponchos, and they need to get rid of them. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> but, um, what I was worried about with, because they were going to do the connect thing, and then I'm like, oh my god, the next day all they're going to do is just 360 and just you know harp, you know, drive that home, and then Sony's going to spend half their time on Move and not going to show any real games. And that's what I thought. So, yeah, and then I thought Microsoft was going to blow everybody away with it, and nope, didn't happen. Yeah, that's what I was like. Surely, if they're doing connect tonight, that means tomorrow they've just got some bombs to drop on everybody. But it was. Well, that's why I was worried opposite. in the Sony conference. I know we're not there yet, but I was worried in the Sony conference when they were like 3D and move and to start. this and that. And then, like, yeah, that was like 30 minutes of the press conference or almost an hour of the press conference. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, this better keep going. And then it kept going for like a day. And they just <laughs> launched a game. It was just game after game after game after <laughs> game. And I was like, wow, Sony. Yeah. But anyway, back back to Nintendo. Back to, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah, like... To me, what was really cool is that I was wanting some more original like IPs, some new games, and then Epic Mickey actually looked pretty cool. It reminded me a lot of Kingdom Hearts um, in a lot of ways, and I thought the whole mechanic for like painting and like unpainting, mm-hmm. you know, the world was the, actually the pretty paint cool. Paint and the thinner, yeah, and that it was like it was kind of it was very dark. It was very dark, and then you can make it better or you can make it worse. I don't know. It, it seemed pretty neat though, and like yeah, an I've actual seen... real use for the Wiimote. Yeah, like yeah. a legitimate mechanic for the Wiimote, so which I thought that was pretty cool. That's but cool. here's here's a question: Will it be successful? Probably not. See, it's on the Wii, and it's kind of you know like maybe some kids will like it too. But it's also the but adults. But it doesn't seem like a Wii kids game. Like, yeah. Well, you know, but it is but Mickey. Kids will buy it because it's Mickey it Mouse. It is Mickey. Yeah. Mickey yeah. is huge. Well, what was the what was the game that was like a puzzle game? Zack and something. Zack Zach and Wiki. Zack and Wiki. Okay, that was supposed to be like. Absolutely fantastic, and nobody bought it because they thought it was a kids game. I mean, yeah. I, I, I bought it. I got really that game is good. Yeah. I did. I did that game buy was it. Great. I, I got really frustrated with it really quickly, so I sold it. But um, <laughs> yeah, that I one didn't. With the two later. Yeah, no, that one didn't sell at all. That bombed, and I think it was just because of perception. Like people were just like, "Oh, this is just stupid cartoons running around clicking on things." Well, that the, the difference is that like that was like it looked like a Japanese anime cartoon, whereas Mickey is like a cultural touchstone, right? Like right. very different from it's true. showing anything from Japan. Well, they so, even talked and, about making a, a a movie based off Epic Mickey, like just using this as a launching point. Yeah, to reach Mickey the Mouse art from America. it is awesome. Yeah, I, I thought only, the coolest I actually thing was any... the there was the Steamboat Willie. Yes, uh, like transitional level they were saying, which is just like a it's just a two D platformer in a cartoon. A Disney cartoon, and I'm like, that's. I just want to play just to play those, you know. Like, yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, I love the Steamboat Willie stuff. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, 2D platformers, the Donkey Kong Country um, Returns reveal was was pretty cool. 
I was I really it. excited about that because I loved loved Donkey Kong Country on uh, on the SNES, and it, it was it was so out of left field. I mean, yeah. I didn't think we were going to get anything like that, and I mean. Granted, it doesn't look any better. It looks like the about the same <laughs> the same game as it was on SNES. I'm fine with that. I I any more Donkey Kong Country is is good in my book. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like weird. I was saying. This is direct result of New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and I'm fine with that because I love side scrollers. Right. Yeah, that's the thing is that the 2D games never stopped being fun. People just stopped making them. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah, and that, so, that's why that's why I stick with my DS so much because they still make them on the DS. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought it was really cool. Some of like the moving backdrops and stuff were really, really impressive. Like there was the thing of the ships shooting cannons at them while they ran. Yeah, it was kind of um, too hefty. Yeah, the, the giant octopus that comes up in that one part and they're running past it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was just pretty excited. Like I know Nick, I know Nick freaked out when I Donkey Kong Country came out. I freaked out. Well, because it's like, well, because you get. I mean, they were like, "Hey, Zelda, da da da, whatever," and then you get like Golden Eye, and then you get Don- Metroid, and then you get Donkey Kong or something like yeah. that. And it was just like, "Wow!" After wow! After wow! So, I'm pumped about Other M, by the way. So. Yeah, yeah me it, too. I, I wrote in the post when I did the recap. It reminds me a lot of Shadow Complex, which is obvious because Shadow Complex is built on like it was Super an homage of said yeah. Super Metroid. Yes. Um. So I mean, that's obvious, but it, but the common I think what I meant by that was the combination of the. T- the 2D and 3D stuff that they yeah, were doing. Because it's going to um, be 2D and 3D, and it's going to be third person and first person. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But it's going to be played with the, like New Super Mario was, with the Wiimote turned horizontal. And then so. when, you go to shoot, when you go to shoot in first person, don't you like aim the Wiimote at the TV? I, I think, yeah, I think, I think you just yeah, flip. that's what you do. And the only thing that concerns me is like, and that's how you have to shoot missiles. Yeah. Um, so in the middle of a boss battle, you can't really move while you're shooting. You have to stay stationary while you're yeah. shooting missiles. That kind of well, concerns me a little bit. I know they'll like fix it maybe where the boss won't be able to hit you. You know, I mean, they'll make it workable, but that bothers me. Well, you can. I mean, you know, you can do it. You know, we we all played Resident Evil Five, and you couldn't shoot and run, and it worked. I mean, as long as as long as you can flip back and forth between first and third fast enough. Yeah, you yeah. can move. Well, well, and but shoot. that's the thing, though, is you can shoot elsewise while running. But when you go into first person to shoot missiles, then you can't move. Right. Okay. And that's what concerns me. Okay. Yeah. Well, and well, another thing that I thought was kind of weird was that they didn't have a that they it wasn't playable or that they didn't have a playable thing on the stage on considering the, stage. the game. The game comes out in like two months. Yeah. You know that'd be that seems like it would be one of those games because I mean they sure played Epic Mickey. The yeah, they played Epic Mickey on stage. They played Legend of Zelda on stage. It was kind of weird. That doesn't come out until 2011. Yeah. So both of those, I don't think. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think it's just because the game is coming out, you know, in like two months that they were just like, yeah, we don't need to show it on the presentation. Well, and and they and we at the time we didn't know they had four hundred other announcements. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. In hindsight, we're like, yeah, they didn't have time. Yeah. Um, so I guess moving on then to to kind of I know Anthony's favorite announcement of the entire thing, um, oh God, Kid yes. Icarus. Yes. So, oh man. Yes. I have to let me tell you a really quick story. Um, when I was like six or seven, I came home one day and my brother, my older brother was at home and he was playing, his friend had brought over a video game and uh, like an NES game and they were playing it and I didn't know what the name of the game was and everything, but I remember liking it. It was really cool and all that. And so later that week, my mom took me to Kmart cause like an animal back then, that's where you had to go to buy games. And, um, so we went there and I didn't know the name of the game. You know, I didn't remember it. It was, I, you know, I never really saw him put it in or ever, so I never saw the box. 
Um, so I was like looking at the back of boxes, trying to figure out which one, because mom was going to buy me the game. And I ended up buying the wrong game. It was the completely opposite game. But the game I bought was Kid Icarus. Oh. And that was the greatest gaming mistake of my life. Like, <laughs> I love Kid Icarus. When I saw this trailer, like Eddie emailed me and he's like, there's a Kid Icarus because I couldn't watch it at work. And he's like, they just announced a new Kid Icarus game. And I was like, don't toy with me, Revis. <laughs> like, seriously, this will break my heart if you're lying. Well, yeah, because I, I saw that that was one of your uh, one of your predictions was Kid Icarus. Yeah, and I was and like, a, I was like, really? There's no way they're gonna do a Kid Icarus game. And then I saw it, and I was like, holy crap! Where's the Anthony? <laughs> like, I was like, he's gonna be so so pumped. You have no idea when I got home, and I, you know, because I, I T voted on G4, and then I watched it, and when I got to that part, I literally was trying to contain tears. I was like, just so happy. I was just giggling. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Well, yeah, because it's been 20 years. You know, yeah. like it's been like a ludicrous amount of time. And so for them to show that was just like absolutely insane. And on top of that, like on top of just like, hey, guys, we got a Kid Icarus game. The, the game looked like it kicks ass. <laughs> it <laughs> like looks, on top of, it looks yeah. super awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, it, looks, it looks freaking amazing. Yeah, I think for me, it's Kid actually the most impressive, the most impressive game. I think that they that I saw shown at E3 like was was a handheld <laughs> Kid Icarus game because it just looked incredible. Yeah, those gra- like when because Eddie, you emailed me and I was I found a live blog that had pictures of it and when I saw the pictures, I'm like, oh my god, it's for the Wii. And, yeah. And I was like, Eddie, but you had told me it was for the 3DS, so I was like, oh, he must have been mistaken. So then I looked at it again. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the 3DS. Holy god. Well, here's my five dollars, GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, the, that- uh, the 3DS, it, the graphics on it look almost PS2. Yeah. Quality and the Wii has never looked as good as PS2. So <laughs> it, they're almost to the level where their handheld is looks as good as their, their home console, which could yeah. be a problem. And, and especially now that they're asking the hardcore to come come back and be with Nintendo again, maybe they should really think about doing that Wii HD. But. Well, I, I don't know. I guess you guys haven't played Super Mario Galaxy 2. It is a good-looking game. I oh, mean, yeah, it, it is, yeah. It is. It really is. Yeah, I've heard the, that. The footage I saw of the Zelda game, that was a good-looking game, too. The, like, those were some... That, that's probably but the how best. how much better would look. it be in 1080p, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, I'm already trying to figure out, okay, when when should I sell my DS Lite? You know, when... <laughs> like, I need... Never, I want a 3DS. the new DS... The new one doesn't, have, doesn't play Game Boy Advance games, and I still need to play my Game Boy Advance games. Ooh... My oh, old ones. Well, that's a good point. Well, but that's, I, that's I thought they had, I thought they had phased out DS backwards compatibility or the the advanced compatibility a while ago. I mean, with the, the with the DSi, but the DS Lite. But yeah, yeah. we all we all have stuff. lights. We don't have gotcha. yeah. yeah, and I still have lots of games on the Game Boy Advance I've kept because I love them. So, well, so I just, told you I still have two Castlevania games that are um, yeah. that are GBA. Yeah. Or GBC, whatever the hell they were. So yeah. I wa- I watched the the trailer for Kid Icarus, but it doesn't really show you what the the 3DS gameplay mechanic is like. Did they talk about that at all? Like, what about it makes it a 3DS game? Well, I mean, it just it's mainly 3D. there's it's 3D. And okay. You, this is what's going to be weird about 3DS games is that you can't show people what it looks like on a TV. Like, you just can't. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have to look at it. You're going to have to look at it. Yeah, you're going to have to look at it while a hot girl like walks around the, the, the theater and shows with, it to you. Right, with a thing strapped to her belly. That was kind yeah. of weird. Um, so, it was, so it's interesting because like, me and Nick had lunch with a friend today, and we were trying to explain the 3DS to him. Because um, one of the things that I loved about what Nintendo did is they made fun of 3D glasses. Because they're like, no one wants to wear those. And, and that's exactly 
you know, I was like, wow, Nintendo, like Microsoft showed me yesterday they didn't understand where I was coming from as a consumer, like at all. <laughs> and today, like you're, you're speaking to my heart. Well, um, yeah, I, w- I was talking today. I, I remember at lunch, Eddie, if you remember, I was saying how, well, I think I told you, how silly are you going to look? waving your move stick around with 3d glasses on in your <laughs> living room like you're just gonna like because those are the two big things that they pushed was you know move in 3d and it's you're gonna look like a buffoon you know yeah i mean me, me personally like i have never seen a movie in 3d in theater or at least this generation of movies in in 3d i haven't seen any of them because i don't want to put fucking 3d glasses over my regular glasses i have no desire i did see one great thing though it said yeah. uh it's awesome that Pixar movies are going to be in 3D because now people won't see your tears. <laughs> I thought that was great. But yeah, um, so the, the cool thing about the 3DS is that it, it, it essentially reverses, like the tech essentially reverses the way we do 3D rather than having you know, glasses on you and you watch a screen so that everyone can watch it. It, it flips it so that you're the screen and it's the glasses. And so it, it only my works mind, for one. My mind just got blown Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing as that like demo that that guy did. Yeah. The Wii remotes. Yeah. It's so where same. is it? Where is it? The cameras. Yeah. Figure it, out the, it only works for one person. It only works for one person. So it does uh, eye, eye tracking and the yeah. cameras figure out where you are and change the perspective based yeah. on how you're holding it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Two cameras that are on the, that are outside facing on it, and then they, or yeah, two cameras, and then they figure out where your eyes are, yeah. and then you, you do the whole thing, and. And I was explaining to somebody at lunch, it, it, it's kind of like a diorama. Like, it kind of cuts, like it's a cutout book diorama thing where it like goes in instead of coming out or whatever. Which is actually like, that's perfect for handheld because, exactly. you, know, you're, you know, if you're sitting in front of a, a TV, it's going to be stationary, but a handheld, I mean, nobody holds those perfectly still. So you'll get the, the feeling of motion from playing it. That's, yeah, that's actually yeah. genius. It should be. Yeah. I love the. I love that there's a slider to increase or decrease the 3D effect. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. that yeah, That's oh, go ahead then, because I love that. Yeah, no, I, I was just about to do a short mention for that to like. Because that's insane that they can actually do that, and you have the option to turn it up and down. So that's pretty amazing. Also, the 3DS comes with every awesome game ever made, God. apparently. Holy like crap. Ocarina, what a Ocarina list. Ocarina of Time, Metal Gear Solid 3, that alone. Star Fox 64. I was just about to say, I hear there's a rumor that they're bringing Resident Evil to it. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, I heard about Resident Evil. Well, you saw they had the list there of, yeah. of all of all the third-party devs. Level like, 5, it, yeah. It, it, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like all of a sudden Nintendo just got it and answered yeah. every single thing <laughs> that we've been asking for for years. It's like, were they and just Paper holding Mario, on to all insane. of this? And then all yeah. of a sudden we're like, surprise. Because yeah. it's like, seriously, they just, they just got it. Like in one year, they just, I don't know. Yeah, we're just going to unleash this on you people and you're all going to buy this thing and we're going to print money. <laughs> you know, like we, we've, we've got the casual More fans. Money. Yeah, yeah, now we're getting you. And I had a friend that was, you know, because I wrote my whole thing about, you know, too many sequels, all old games. I mean, I'm still excited, but. You know, but I have a friend that's even more extreme of that opinion, and I was talking to him, and he was saying to me, like, you know, he was like, "Why do you want to play all these old games?" You know, I was like, "Yeah, but it's got Metal Gear Solid Three, and you love that game." And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, like, it's just it's an old game. You need to move on to new games." But I'm like, "Dude, how is it a bad thing to be able to carry like one of the top probably ten games of all time with me everywhere I go?" You know what I mean? Like, how is that a bad thing? You know, to be able to play like Ocarina of Time, Metal Gear Solid Three, Star Fox, Mario Kart, 
you know, uh, how is it a bad thing to carry those? They're still great. They're classics. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't see the negative here to be able to, like, take those with me and play them wherever I want. As long as they put a save anywhere option, then all those games are going to be great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, they were putting, like, the 2006 Sonic game on there, like, then what the hell? But if they're putting, like, those classic games on there, yeah, absolutely, I'll spend money on that, for sure. Sonic 2, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonic CD, what up? Oh, God, that, (laughs) man, Sonic CD would really just, yeah, better than, you know, Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast that you can download, you know? Nice. Right, isn't that coming to Xbox? PSN and Xbox Live, PSN and Xbox, yeah. Yeah. And And Crazy Taxi, you know, the game that's been ported to literally everything. Yeah, I yeah I don't I don't know if I am sold on mobile gaming for me personally. I, I don't think I would end up playing it very much. I mean, you guys always kind of you've said before that you you all have the DS lights, but you never play them very often, do you? Well, I, I mean, don't. I do. Yeah, Anthony okay. does. I just like for me, like when my choice is a TV or my DS light, I'm usually going to pick the DS light. But I I did used to play my DS light a lot before uh, Smooth View Films. So <laughs> there you go. I'll well, say that. It, it, well, I find that the, the DS is a good way to like to, like wind down before going to sleep. I usually fall asleep playing Chrono Trigger, <laughs> or I'll play it on the can or something. Play a little yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, I mean, the, the, the only reason I'm saying is, oh, sorry, where were we gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say that um, what I find is that when I when I got the DS, I got them all the bunch of DS games from Jace. And I was like, all right, I have to pay, play these. I did have to kind of make an effort to sit down and play. But then once I was playing, I was like, this is fun. Because it's, it's hard to be like, hey, I have a 54-inch plasma TV with this awesome surround sound and an amazing couch that I could play Red Dead on or I could play on this little screen. I mean, you do have to. You do have to kind of be like, okay, I'm gonna play DS now for a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Put, I have put to. a movie you've seen a dozen times on in the background, and yeah, just, yeah play Or DS. if you have a roommate, it's great. If your roommate wants to watch TV or watch a movie, boom, right there, you have two hours of of time where you don't. If 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 it, especially if it's a movie that you don't really want to see, just grab your DS and you can go play for two hours. And the great thing about DS is most of the games on there is that's perfect to play it in like an hour or two hour or 30 minute or five minute chunks. So. Yeah. Right. There's I'm always a saver forward, around the corner. I'm looking forward to being able to play it more. Like I'm, I'm going to start having some more free time here in a little while, but I'm looking forward to playing it um, a lot more because I used to play it a lot. Um, but yeah, so now it's like whenever I do have a chance to play video games, you know, I'm going to pick a TV. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, it's it, like you were saying, it's pretty cool. They're doing the, they're doing the kind of the classic games in your pocket, like you were talking about, because I know that, the the PSP you love that you can take Metal Gear Solid oh, and yeah. Final Fantasy Seven with you in on with your PSP so I'm and glad now that, nine and, and eight I'm, yeah and I'm glad now that they're being nine like, and eight and Tactics is on there and yeah. I think Resident Evil one and two maybe yeah Resident there? Evil one and two Dino Crisis Symphony of the Night man Eddie get with it exactly so uh, so now now DS is gonna is catching up with that with uh with the PSP in that respect. I just hope the price points are pretty good. I, w- I wouldn't want to pay more than like 20 bucks for Metal Gear Solid 3 again because I've already bought two versions of that game. I bought it when it came out, and then I bought the subsistence version or whatever it was. Well, since we were just talking about the PSP, I guess we can go ahead and move on to Sony's conference, which actually was completely devoid of the PSP almost. <laughs> yeah, the, um, other than that like 
20-minute section where they just played commercials and music. Like, I, I don't really understand what, what the point of that was, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, but beyond that, like, the Sony actually had another really impressive press conference um, next alongside Nintendo. Because I remember after Nintendo finished, I mean, Kotaku ended their live blog and then Nintendo by just saying, good luck, Sony. Um, because... <laughs> You know, Nintendo knocked it out of the park, and it was like, man, Sony, all Sony has to do is, like, show up and not look like tards, and then they'll come in second place, you know? Exactly. Uh, and and they, I feel like they they almost matched Nintendo blow for blow, almost, in a lot of ways. If, if their press conference hadn't been freaking two hours long, <laughs> I might feel just slightly better about it, but... but yeah, they, I like uh, a two-hour-long press conference. Oh, man. That's what I want. That's what I wanted Microsoft to do, is another hour, and this time show games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did have. They definitely had a few really big hits um, that were on par with uh, with what Nintendo was doing, but they needed like maybe one or two other pretty big announcements, I think, for it to be on the same level as Nintendo. Yeah, because they didn't have anything that even came close to solid. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, the, the 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 obviously the two biggest things. Uh, to just kind of jump ahead a little bit, and we'll get we'll get into it later, but. Was Portal was uh, jaw dropping surprise to see Portal two and to see Gabe come out on stage. I was like, yeah. where what universe am I living in?" And then <laughs> and then at the end was with Twisted Metal. That was Twisted Metal was kind of on that level of of like a Donkey Kong or a, a Golden Eye or something. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Tw- Twisted Metal is one of those games that's been gone and you didn't realize how much you missed it until now that you're gonna have it back again. Oh, when they started showing gameplay of it, I like freaked out because me and my brother played the first the playstation twisted metal like that was like our summer game one summer um we had we because i remember we <laughs> it was weird we got a nintendo 64 we wanted a playstation but we ended up getting a nintendo 64 um and then my dad was gonna buy us a playstation like soon after we got the nintendo 64 but my mom was like oh they've already got a video game system and so he bought us sweaters shut up um, mom <laughs> so he bought us sweaters and we Thanks, were so mom. Yeah, we were so pissed off at my mom for 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 that. And then we got we actually got really bored of our Nintendo 64 cuz I remember that first no. Cuz remember that first year there was like GoldenEye and there was like uh, maybe the first two years it was like GoldenEye, Star Fox and then there was nothing for like a really long time and then me and my brother were bored of our 64 and then we went and bought a PlayStation. Um and so I remember that first year that we had the playstation that first summer we played twisted metal so stinking much like we would just play that game for hours at a time every single day late into the night and so as soon as they started showing yeah you're exactly right like it's that game that you don't realize it's been gone and as soon as they started showing gameplay like i just i hit the floor like i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe how much i've missed this yeah we're gonna have to explain to like some other gamers like that we'll come across who are a little bit younger like why this is such a big deal Yeah, really, because it hasn't. It hasn't been. I mean, Black Black was the last one. When what year did that come out? I couldn't. I forgot. Two thousand. That was a while ago. Two thousand. Two thousand one. Wow. That was a long. No, it was. was No, it was. It was. Uh, because it had to be at least two thousand one. Yeah, because the PlayStation. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. PlayStation Two came out in two thousand, October two thousand. Yeah. Came out June eighteenth, two thousand one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how long it's been, and and well, and we're not even getting it till eleven. So, ten years, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, and and I'm totally okay with David Joffe, however you say the name, David Joff, lying to us just to preserve the surprise because I love surprises, oh, yeah. and that I'm was glad actually, they saved it for last. 
Yeah. Uh, because that to me, that's the biggest – that's what I love most about E3 is the surprise. That's why I actually was so disappointed with Microsoft. There were no surprises. Nintendo had surprises. Sony had surprises. That, yeah. Just give me – just surprise me. Who, who was it that said the biggest surprise was no surprises? Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I was on fire that day. Yeah, <laughs> Twisted Metal was just—I mean, I was so excited. I know, Mitch, you were kind of meh about it, but you didn't have a PS One, right? No, I didn't. So I—I I mean, I watched the trailer, and for the first time, I was kind of like, "Yeah." But then, the farther I got into the trailer, I'm like, "All right, this could actually be a pretty good time." So, but I get—I guess a lot of that is the nostalgia for the old Twisted Metal. Listen, that—that that, uh, that, whatever that that gameplay is, kind of the capture the flag. Yeah, where King you track the, the leader. Gameplay yeah, yeah, looks statue, yeah. looks really really fun. Well, yeah, like it to me, Twist Metal the 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 because you you can only play with like one or two people, you know, unless you had like a whatever adapter it was that lets you plug four people in in the first PlayStation. But which we, um, didn't we have that? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nerds. like you you could. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please don't drop nerds on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, but no, but you can play with bots, um, like six or seven bots, and so it'd be me and my brother, six or seven bots. But the thing about Twist Metal was that it was just complete mayhem. You know what I mean? Like it was just absolute insanity. Things blowing up, just knocking stuff down, ramming through buildings, flying yeah, off the levels the edge would of change buildings. as things would get destroyed and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like you know, and a plane was, would be in the air, and all of a sudden it's beyond the ground, and you're driving through the crashed plane. It, yeah. it was it was about it was about fun, like yeah. more than anything. I, I know we talked about this. I guess it was last podcast about fun in video games. Well, I guess we've talked about it on all of them, really. But like, there's a lot of games that come out these days that don't have fun, and this is going to be about just fun, and that's that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And so I just I, I man I just I'm still so excited. Like like Kid Icarus and Twisted Metal for me were like two of the big. You know, yeah. things, but it just, it, it looked like they captured that mayhem again. Yeah, those are my happy buttons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then we said Valve was one of the other, was the other big thing that happened. And Jeff, I know you've watched the Portal 2 trailer like a million times already. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just love the mythology and the storyline of that game. Like, the, that's, it's one of the best written games it's I've so seen smart. this generation. Yeah, it's, it's so, so smart. smart. It's, it's so, like, just the mechanic of playing it and then getting to the point where you feel like you're breaking the game because you're not playing in the test chambers anymore. And it was just cool seeing the, the trailer with the ruined world and, you know, Gladys is still around and she's, who, who knows what she's got. But yeah, the, the trailer was great to look at. I'm, I'm really excited. And, and I'm and also re- just... A- Sorry, I was going to say, and remember, this is in the Half-Life world. So... Is that so? Is that confirmed for sure? Is it, well, it just? Yeah, I, I have yeah. heard. I've heard that. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, they they talk about uh, In the game. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about Black, Black Mesa. Mesa. Black, Black Mesa. Okay. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't sure if that was like actually canon. Or yeah. Not. No. No. They, they. Well, one of the charts in the room. Once you escape, one of the charts talks about Black Mesa versus Aperture. So it is yeah. in the yeah. world. So I and knowing Valve and knowing how they like to tell great stories. Yeah, she even mentions it in the song. It is it is going to tie together and I wonder if it's gonna be Portal Two is gonna be the game that kinda of ties that into that into the world. Portal two is Half Life Three. <gasps> <laughs> no, I'm also just because it's it's not gonna be the same kind of like downloadable sort of game that the first one was. I, even though I know it was part of the, the orange box, essentially it was what you would consider an Xbox Live or a PSN game. The sequel is a full length 
yeah. title. And that's also really exciting that, that they're going to spin out the gameplay to what, like 10, 15 hours? I mean. Well, knowing Valve, I mean, it might be 18. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, that's. I mean, th- like when the first. Val- when I was getting to the end of the first um, portal, I was just about getting. Because I played it all in one day. So that's yeah. probably a mistake. But yeah. I was yeah. just getting portal, tired of it. Portal's a like, one I'm, sitting game. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just about, you know, getting getting a little, this game's getting a little bit old here. You know, the puzzles are starting to feel a little, and then all of a sudden it ended, and I'm like, oh, that was perfect. Yeah, so exactly. I'm it a little concerned about I'm, the I'm extra length, but I mean, I, I have faith, you know, they're going to do fine. Yeah, I, I, I trust in Valve. It has co-op as well this time around, so. Yeah, exactly. that, that should make a difference. I'm also just curious, so what exactly did he say about, did he say Steam Cloud? So, yeah, he like, said did he Steam, say the word cloud Steam Cloud on PSN. Yeah, he said Steam Cloud. So the definition of Steam Cloud on PC and Mac has been if you bought it on the PC, you could just re-download it on the Mac and you're golden. I that wonder, would be awesome. That would, I mean, be, that would break the industry. I don't see how they could do that because that's, <laughs> that's what I've been wanting for so yeah, long. Yeah, this is what I've been clamoring for is that I bought Left 4 Dead on Steam. If, if, if the world were a beautiful place, I would be able to just play it on the 360 also because I bought a license to exactly. This game. I, I, and movies yeah, well, are yeah. doing the same thing. Like you, you treat it as I gave you twenty dollars for a license to view your thing, you know, and now I can view it in how whatever format I want. Yeah, I bought Orange Box, and I want to play. What if I want to play TF2 on the Xbox 360? But I can't. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading here. It says the PS3 will come with Steamworks, providing auto updates, community features, and downloadable content. Yeah, so there's maybe no, maybe there's not no way that they can. Con. There's no way they can split. Well, here's your PS3 copy of Portal 2 on Steam. Also, your I feel like that'd be kind of ridiculous. And I feel like there's no way they could they could not give you that they would split it for Xbox and not split it for PlayStation. Well, the the way they're doing it just sounds like an in-game store tied yeah. into the Steam network. Well, so. it, it, even even if it is just an in-game store, it also does mean that both console versions of Portal 2 will have free DLC, right? Because well, I don't. I don't know because he said. I mean, he specifically said the best version will be on the PS3. Yeah, I so mean, I so don't, we don't know. We don't know what that he means. Said that, uh, by the he way, said I, that I at the Sony cool. conference. Yeah, also true. <laughs> He's not going to well, say the, the best version is the mic is the Xbox version of the well, he Sony said conference. The, the Steam the Steamworks support included will make it the best console version. Okay, of so there's going to so, be specific DLC. That's basically yeah. what he said. Yeah. So yeah, so I think, and also the, the DLC pretty much killed Team Fortress Two on the Xbox because like the PCs had that forever, and then the Xbox version just sort of fell by the wayside. So maybe with this opportunity, they can sort of just cater up. more to the console. Yeah. Well, well, here's the problem, because, yeah, I mean, I know that Valve and Microsoft had some headbutting about that, because Valve doesn't want to charge for DLC, and Microsoft does. Yeah, and they so that's it. Yeah, that's essentially why, you know, some of that DLC never got past, you know what I mean, never got past the console version, because Valve didn't right. want to charge for it. See, but why, why, how is that possible, but something like the Cerberus Network works on Mass, Mass Effect? Well, yeah. some of the server some of the Cerberus network is free, and then most of it is paid. It depends when you buy it, too. Yeah, you know. What about so. does, aren't a lot of the DLC for Battlefield Bad Company two free? If you have bought the game, if you bought the game, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. maybe yeah, that, they're, maybe they're just changing, yeah. maybe they're just changing their policy. But the thing is, if the PS3 version gets the DLC, and if if the PS3 version has some kind of magical version of Steam that could make me jump from console to yeah. my Mac, 
that will be a selling point. I would buy that version instead of the 360 version. Because, Eddie, you and I talked about this. You know, I was just like, hey, maybe I'll buy Portal 2 for my Mac since I can get it on that. And you're like, well, what about achievements? <laughs> you know? Because Eddie's an achievement. Slut. What about a trophy that's not real? Uh, but is. But is. But is. I mean, that was gonna I, happen. I understand the draw of achievements. I've, I've definitely done a little bit of achievement whoring myself, but, uh, or slutting. Uh, whichever, however you want to define it, but I think those kind of features could make me pick the PS3 version over a 360 I, I, version. Oh yeah, I think for that sure. Would win I, would, over, I would. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the recent Eddie's Steam update. About, about achievements comes before this announcement. <laughs> <laughs> the sorry, I was just gonna say the recent Steam update did add Steam achievements, so the PC and Mac versions will have them. Just so you know. Those are fake achievements. <laughs> so I guess this was Valve's surprise that they were talking about, right? Oh, man. I can't believe they, they jerked everybody around <laughs> so much. But yeah. just, to, just to come out in a, in a ill-fitted collared shirt on the, on the Sony stage. Man, that was a surreal moment. Yeah, it really and, was. And it was, everything was, was forgiven when the Portal 2 trailer showed. Like, yeah. literally, I'm, I was watching Twitter later that day, and it was every single person on Twitter was like, Portal 2 trailer, Portal 2 trailer, Portal 2 trailer. Like, everybody forgave. It's over. That's it. It's like, Half-Life who cares? What's that? Who, who cares? cares about anything else? We have a Portal 2 trailer. We're happy gamers. And it's nice. a really good trailer. So I guess, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, as much as we can keep talking about this, we should probably move on to other parts of the Sony conference, uh, just for time's sake. But, um, I wanted to touch, because we talked so long about Connect and other stuff, I did want to touch on Move before we kind of got to some of the other uh, random things about the PlayStation or the Sorcery. Sony conference. Um, sorcery. Like, it's like every you, Harry Potter fan's dream. Yes. But you, pretty, I mean, you, pretty you much. guys have heard me rant about motion control and just I, I don't like it, I don't want it, until they can show me, like, why would I want to play this game in motion control versus something else. I mean, it's the same thing we talked about for like, you know, video game movies. Like what does this bring to this medium that it couldn't somewhere else? And motion control games have yet to really show me that, um, you know, in a big way. Um, and, and sorcery, I thought like did that. I was like, why is it taking this long? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is it taking this long for someone to show me a game that was like, yes, this is what you could do with motion control. That's, that's actually more fun than doing it on a controller. You know. Yeah, well, the the thing that sold up for me, this is going to sound totally lame, but when uh, he was demoing and he like brought out the potion and he had to shake it because he hadn't used it in a while, and <laughs> yeah. the ball turned green and he and he tipped the controller off like he was yes. actually drinking yeah. it. I was like, that is actually kind of badass, even yeah, though it's like totally lame. The crowd totally got into that; they were all whooping and everything. That was really really cool. It was oh, yeah. one of those nice touches, just one yeah. of the like yeah, just little polish. details. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, and then the to me, like the big thing, like because because my brother hates motion control, um, and and he was over, you know, and he like I even tried to show him the Nintendo conference, like here's Donkey Kong Country, here's all this stuff. He's like, ah, oh, this is lame. I'm just he's like, I don't care. This is lame. I don't want to see this. I showed him sorcery, and when when he drew the line of fire to separate him from the enemies, my yeah. brother was like. Okay, oh. that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then he did the whirlwind, and the my brother whirlwind. was like, "What?" And, and, then, and then, the then he did the whirlwind, whirlwind through the fire. the fire. Yeah, yeah. My brother, I geeked out at that point too. Yeah, and I was like, "This is what." And I remember even the audience cheered when he started directing the whirlwind around. Yeah, you know? 
Well, because that's what yeah. we want to do with magic. If, if we all could do <laughs> magic, we would want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, this is, to me, like, like I was like, man, this is the kind of game that I wish Microsoft had shown me with Connect. Like, here's why you want to use our specific motion control to play games because you can do wild stuff that you've never been able to do before, you know, in this way. And I felt like they didn't do like a Fantasia game. Well, they had that, they had that star Wars thing, but that looks super lame. It looks so lame. It it didn't even look like a game. It looked like, like a tech demo. Yeah. Yeah. And it it looked on, it wasn't it on rails. It was pre, it was pre rendered. There's no way to move the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is a very, that's a very definition of dropping the ball. Yeah. The one thing that everyone's like, oh, they finally gave us the Star Wars motion control game we've been asking for. Yeah, but to hold a lightsaber, you need something in your hand. Are you going to stand there and pretend there's a lightsaber in your hand? Is the, is the thing going to go tell you to go get a broomstick and come back with that, and then you're going to use that to play with Connect? Like, it just, you know, no, you need something in your hand with the lightsaber. See, yeah, that's, what, that, cool. that's Eddie's thing about it, is yeah. you look silly. And I agree, because, like, when they were doing the demo where they were driving on stage and he doesn't have a wheel or she didn't have a wheel or whatever to drive with in the driving game. I'm like, how like people complain about wheels without force feedback. And now you've just taken the wheel away. There's no feedback. There's no anything. It's just your hands in the air and you look like a doofus. And to me, yeah. that's actually, that's a really good way to injure yourself too, because that's the thing about motion games is that you'll, you know, with the tennis game, you'll swing your fucking arm all over the place and hurt yourself. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and to me, like like when that was the thing about the Forza demo that I keep going back to, like there was no way to, to break and kind of what Anthony, you've been saying, there's no way to control a camera. What I actually thought would be, would have been cool for a Forza thing is let me play with a controller, have the, have the connect going. And that way, when I move my head and connect is watching me, I can still look around in game, but I can still play with a controller. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's, it's that kind of, that would be really cool. Yeah. It would be that kind of incorporation into gameplay that I'd want to see or, you know what I mean? Like, um, like, like voice commands for an RTS, you know, which you can kind of do in a headset, but you know, like voice commands, but then also Xbox, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but like with an That's RTS, cool, but I don't want that. I don't want like, Xbox. Stop. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of silly. I like what Eddie's saying though about the RTS though, but yeah, yeah like no, no, no. using commands really cool. and then, and then being able to navigate the screen with my hand, but still have a controller for the input. You know what I mean? Like, like that would be, that's the kind of integration I want to see. I feel like, you know, I feel like, like Microsoft missed the point of what we want from motion control, and I feel like, and I'm not trying to be a fanboy here because I'm not, I'm probably not going to buy any of these. <laughs> but Microsoft, I feel like missed the point. They're just giving us the Wii without the controller, and Sony is giving us the Wii, but hardcore games in a more advanced way that maybe we would want to play. Yeah, that's, I mean, sorcery. Like I was, I was ready to crap on Move just as much as I crapped on Connect, on Connect and Sorcery. Actually, I was like, okay, they might actually get this, and then even if they don't get it. They're going to give me a choice to play it this way or not play it this way because they're going to put them both on the yeah, same. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because they have Blu-ray. You can fit the game there twice, and then that that's exciting as long as they don't charge like eighty dollars a game for it. No, I don't think they that's would do that's it. exciting yeah. that they're going that I they're going to give me the option to play in couch mode. Yeah, right. So and like, and, and Killzone Three is going to have move controls, and I've I've read uh, IGN had a preview of SOCOM with the move and they said it was phenomenal. Like they, like he said, the guy said, I'm pr- I prefer to play it this way now, which I can't even fathom. Yeah. That's, so, I'd have to see that, yeah, but yeah, that's, I don't know about that. 
I see. Yeah. I'd have to yeah. question, like, if if it is possible to release a game with optional controls, then how does it justify those exactly. controls in the first place? Yeah. Like, if well, you can actually release the full, like, a fully realized game in two versions, then what the hell? <laughs> well, well, what they want to do is obviously, you know, you have the option. So if you don't like motion control, this game is now, you know, like. Super Mario Galaxy, Nick said exactly. he probably play it because of motion control. Well, if they released a game like that on this on the move, he can play it the way he wants to. It limits the risk for the publishers because people will still buy the game even if it doesn't have motion controls. It's yeah, I understand what you're saying, and it, it does have that argument. But, but has, has there ever game. been a motion control game that warranted the motion control like that? It had to be there. I mean, Wii Sports. Yeah, but you could still play tennis and bowling with a controller. Yeah, no, but no, I, I feel mean, like Wii Sports worked. It worked. Uh, There's no game that requires that you have to have motion control, but you know, some people find it fun. There may be some new things. Like we're kind of getting into a new generation of motion control now, and so maybe maybe we'll be surprised, and there'll be some things that'll you know some make smart some control. smart stuff like they they've done with the DS. Yeah, they've, yeah, done, think, they've think... done great stuff with the DS and and the touchscreen on the DS, and I'm I feel like I'm still waiting for that with motion yeah, control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at of games that Sony has for the move and you know there were some like the little casual titles and everything but I was really surprised at how many like hardcore games there were on the list like I was like wow I mean granted some of them were like Resident Evil 5 where they're just gonna you know take the old game and give it move controls but still I was like they're they're moving more in the they're moving more in the direction I want motion control to go than you know Microsoft is and Nintendo is going there a little bit with the new Zelda but you know Sony's like getting where I want them to be Sorry, Jeff, you were saying something? Yes, oh, well, uh, <laughs> all I was really going to say is that I think you can't really discount, like, I don't think motion control is at all mature. I don't think it's really arrived. But I, you can't really discount the fact that Wii Sports works partially because it, the party game setting, it's exciting. You, you get pumped full of adrenaline and you actually get a little bit of a workout. And that's really the the angle where that works you know if, if it was just Wii Sports if it was just a regular controller there would be no reason to play it yeah that's you know, true you know why Jeff you're exactly right because when I play Wii Sports I just flick my wrist but yeah. when I Markel she likes to my, my fiance she likes to swing her whole arm and everything I'm like you know you don't have to play that way she goes it's more fun this way yeah and that's actually the play style where it benefits but what I, I think what we're all talking about is that we'd like to see games where the game requires motion control in a way that makes it more compelling because it has motion control. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Right, yeah. Like where it's yeah. it's a game like we the, the gameplay has evolved to the point where and I actually just watched the, the sorcery trailer. I hadn't watched it before. And yeah, I see what you guys are saying. It it, it definitely seems to I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. I, I agree yeah. and, yeah. I, and and as weird as it sounds, I I think Anthony might be right. I think that Sony might be on the best track. Oh yeah, exactly. Towards, towards actually giving me that. So, you know. Well, they at least, if nothing else, they at least showed because this is kind of what I said like Nintendo when they said the thing about the games. I was like, man, they they understand where I'm coming from. And then when Sony said we're going to put both on the same disc, I was like, okay, Sony understands what I want when they They're said like, you, that. You get me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you just well, well, they're also they're also just hedging their bets, right? Oh yeah. So, well, yeah, well, yeah, no, they got to protect is, themselves. I mean, yeah, it's, it's smart. Totally. Yeah, they're doing it definitely the smart way. I like Microsoft is totally like 
doing the pop fly, hoping that no one catches it. But. Dude, they are they are hitching their horse to connect more so, than I thought they would. I'm worried about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, maybe. That I mean, a, I mean, there's definitely cool stuff to do there with connect. Like we were just talking about, like what the few things Eddie just said, like with looking around in a cockpit or a cockpit or doing like an RTS thing where you can draw on the screen or something, kind of like an iPad type thing. Um, it's there. Yeah. Microsoft has to f- pull a Nintendo and yeah. and get it one year. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe what it'll come down to is, is next year. Yeah, maybe what it'll come down to is like third party developers playing like playing in the sandbox and figuring out I think you could hey, be right, Jeff. You know, like hey, let's well because that's the thing Some about the Some of the, the coolest Wii DS stuff was done by third parties, not by Nintendo. Yeah. Right. And I think the other thing about the Wii is that, you know, once more games started there's more than one way to control on the Wii, even with the motion control. And I think once more games started like playing with the different configurations, like that's that's the other growth angle that you have is that you have this controller that has a lot of versatility. Yeah, you can point it at the screen and it tracks your movements, or you can turn it sideways and it's a classic controller. Like I think that's what they'll have to figure out some of the other configurations they can play with. I bet there will be a developer that's just like, you know, we want to make this awesome game and we are going to use the controller and the connect at the same time. And those, yeah. you know, that'll to me, that's the sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. seriously, like how cool would it be to play like an RTS where you're still using your controller to do certain things, but then you reach up and you can do some quick select stuff with your hands. Like, yeah, see, that, that, that would, would be, be awesome. Imagine Starcraft bad. on the, on yeah. with connect. That would be fucking badass. Yeah. You, know, like, you could so- even, you could even just incorporate a quick time event with oh, yeah. connect or something like that. You're, you're playing God of war or, you know, well, not God of war. Let's say uh, you're playing, code name kingdoms and you know you're playing and all of a sudden you know someone's got their hands around your throat and you just drop your controller real quick and move your hands and like thrust their hands off your neck like just like punch punch at them in in five minutes we just came up with something cooler than anything we saw in yeah (laughs) hire us microsoft yeah or or like i said like uh, look around look around while you drive with something in your hands you know like like to me that's where you need to be I could play um, a driving game like that, and I flick, and I, I stick my hand out, and I give someone the bird, and my character in the game does it. That would be worth it. <laughs> and it could do that because it could recognize that you just flipped them off. Yeah, yeah, damn you, Yoshi! You know, turtle, turtle shell, bam, done. <laughs> nice. Well, I think all all the motion control, hardcore, casual stuff, um, actually tied in. And I think this is another thing because we were saying like Sony got. You know, you get where I'm coming from. I think they're as as goofy and ridiculous as it was. Their Kevin Kevin Butler speech actually touched on that. Oh man, I love Kevin Butler. <laughs> you know, cause, he, cause, he's so great. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know a lot of people that were that said that that stole the show. That, that oh, it totally did. Kevin Butler, like I've actually read people like you know like you know Gawker. Let's come on, it Gawker commenters uh, that were like that hate everything on the planet Earth, and they're like. Nothing was worth anything in E3. The entire conference sucked. The only thing that was good was Kevin Butler. So if they're saying that, then you know that he he knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. He was hilarious. Because, I mean, I was like, please let them come on. And I love that they're embracing that, you know, that they're embracing that kind of goofy, ridiculous persona. Because, I mean, at 2006, E3 2006, that failure for them, they they seem to be taking themselves so seriously that they they stood up on the stage with a smile on their faces and said five ninety nine, you know what I mean? Like they were, it was. It's like a, to me, it's like a different Sony than 
than those years ago where they now they have this persona that that they're embracing you know um and that's hilarious that that is supposed to be the face of their company you know by in in like the makeup world you know <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, he, and I, I love just the little thing, like the callbacks he did to his commercials, like when he went like pew pew pew, and stuff, and the crowd was just like, you know, shouting that stuff out him and everything. Like, and when he's, I mean, just him. when he came out and he said, "I saw that you were going to be here because I read yeah. about it on the internet." He's like, "You can't believe everything you read on the internet." Like, boom, right yeah. there, you're yeah. you're in it already. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was he was really funny in the the, the with the, the kid Marcus during the PSP thing. You know, there was this part where Marcus said, you know, he asked Marcus a question because he's interviewing him, and Mark, I forget what he says, but Kevin Butler like turns his head away real quick, and he's like, "Oh, I love that answer." Oh, because Marcus says, because uh, he says, "What's your favorite food?" and he says, "I eat tons of suckers every night." Yeah, on like, PSN oh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny that this fake executive has done more for their company than anyone who actually works at Sony has ever done. <laughs> it's true. This generation. With, it's true with image, I completely agree with you. You know, yes. they brought him out right, right around the time that the Slim came out. Yeah, yeah. And that was then, it. I mean, it was the Tony's Slim been... commercials yeah. that, that, I, that he first showed up in. And I remember, I think Eddie showed me a link to it because there was all these things about the like the creepy like Nazi ads for yeah. They're, they're, their marketing was so weird for so many years. And then all of a well, sudden, I... that comes out, and it, it's about the PS3 Slim and how cheap it is and how awesome it is. And he shows up, and I was, I was, I was in love, love at first sight. Like he, so, basically, like that, that's almost the point where you can say it's almost a reboot of the PS3 because that's when I bought it. It was when when the Slim came out because it was discounted, and now we're actually seeing like the fruits of that continue because their image is better. They're they're getting some great games out. Some I totally you know, agree with you, Jeff. Yeah. I think that this is a this is a renaissance for Sony right now. Oh like, yeah. Really, this is what we hoped PS3 was going to be. Yeah, what, exactly. Was what's happening now, not what happened four years ago. Like with with, with the the company that's able to have fun with itself. And you know what? Maybe part of this had to do with that they got to be too big, and then they got maybe they, got they needed to get the knocked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe they needed to get knocked down yeah. a few pegs before they could before they could be like, listen, we got to do something else. We we can't be this monolithic company. We have to be more fun, more agile because now we're at the bottom. Yeah. They're like the game. They're like the Rocky of gaming kind of, they get <laughs> beat down. They got to come back. They got the montages, lots of montages. Yeah. Well, they started from montages. nothing. I mean, I remember when Sony first got into the game, it was like, can this company really compete? Oh, with Nintendo? Yeah. No, everybody was just like, who the hell yeah. is this? That they they think they can knock Nintendo off their perch. And then what, they was, did. Was, Se- <laughs> yeah. was, Se- was Sega already dead at that point? So it was just Nintendo. Yeah. Sega was on the Sega, Sega was on was the pretty decline. Much dead. The, well, okay. the, yeah, the Dreamcast was. Dreamcast. Yeah, was yeah, before, that's right. Dreamcast was before its time, and yeah. in, 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 in it, they killed themselves by. I mean, it, it sucks to say, but they released the system too early. Yeah, yeah, I remember actually like talk. You know, speaking of the the Dreamcast, I, I used to subscribe to. Next Generation Magazine, which I, I guess was like the more business-minded gaming magazine or something. But yeah, I, they, they put in pictures of what the, the insides of the Dreamcast looked like compared to the PlayStation 1, and it was just a mess of circuits, you know? Like, yeah. it, there, there was visual proof that they had basically thrown circuits in a box to put it down on the market. But it's interesting because I, I think that the... Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Eddie. I think that the... Spirit of the Dreamcast, I think Microsoft took that and ran with that in the original Xbox with trying to do more online play and trying to do like really hardcore gamer stuff. 
I think that the Dreamcast tried to do and more fun, inventive stuff that nobody had ever done before that the, that the Dreamcast did. Uh, I feel like Microsoft took that and ran with that for the first Xbox. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And I, it, it sounds weird to say, but I think that maybe Microsoft, like in a very short time, is almost starting to pull a, a Sony. And, and roles are reversed now, and Microsoft is looking like the, the big dog that doesn't get it. And well, you know what? Sony, you know what? Sony is looking like the guy. The, the Sony has a lot guy. of momentum. Really, yeah. yeah, a lot. Well, you Ever know what's interesting. Slim... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, was it, you know what's because Microsoft had Peter Moore working for them. Peter Moore was a Dreamcast guy. Yeah. Um, and and he was was working with them. Kind of. I don't remember when he came on, but he was there for the beginning of the 360. And because yeah, I mean, the 360 is essentially the Dreamcast part two. You know what I mean? Uh, at the right time, essentially. But but Peter Moore's left. Uh, Jay Allard left. He was another big um, guy that was there for the Xbox and the 360. He's left recently, and I'm kind of wondering how much of that is affecting all this. Right, um, like the team you know is I mean? just I don't different. mean to speculate too much, but you know what I mean? Like, um, well, just, they, they don't have like the big figureheads driving the vision anymore. They just sort of got a bunch of middle manager guys trying to pull it in different directions, maybe, or uh, or they're just all thrown in with Connect, and these other guys are like, "I'm out." Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that there might have been there might have been kind of a shift of power. I mean, I don't know. We're we're all speculating here, but yeah. but yeah. it does seem like it does seem like the company that showed up and was going to kick ass and take names and was going to was going to take on the big dogs, Sony and Nintendo, who had ruled the roost, and and that that company doesn't exist anymore. That's not who I saw on Monday. I yeah. I saw I saw a company that was really confused and that didn't know what they wanted to say and so they said everything and they and by doing so they said, said nothing. nothing. Um yeah. I mean that it sucks to say but I mean really Sony has their shit together. Nintendo looks like they know what's up and Microsoft got left in the dust this, this Yeah, week. yeah one, of, one of the yeah. in- interesting statistics um is that you know my, uh, right now the Xbox 360 worldwide has sold 40 million and I think the PS3 worldwide has sold like 35 or 36 and if you divide that by the number of years they've been out the PS3 has actually outsold the 360 you know per per year well yeah and that's including the shitty software and the high price and now that they've got great software and a low price I mean they're gaining on them a lot yeah so definitely one thing I, I wanted to read that I thought that I thought was really interesting and pertained to the discussion we were just having about the Kevin Butler persona. This is from um, Gabe from Penny Arcade. He had a tweet, and he said, Major Nelson, I don't know if you know who Major <laughs> Nelson is. I, was go- I, was go- I, I have this up on my screen. I was yeah. actually about to mention this. Eddie, go um, yeah, because Major Nelson is, is the Xbox Live community manager. He's actually a really cool, super nice guy. Um, Larry, Larry Hibb? Larry, Larry Herb. Herb, Hibb, right. Herb. But, um, Herb. Who He's would, a super who would, nice guy. It's awesome gives, that he. Sorry to interrupt. Just real quick, just one thing. Uh, he created that position. Yeah. Which I think is really badass. He was just like, listen, I'm gonna become the leader of the Xbox community, and I'm gonna become like the dude on the streets, but from inside the company, and yeah. created this position for himself, and now gets to live all of our dreams every day. Yeah, and he's a he's a super awesome guy. I think he's great for Microsoft. He does. I agree. He, he, he's the guy that posts lots of information. He does a really good podcast where he yeah. just talks about awesome His podcast stuff. Podcast is great. Yeah, and he doesn't do a lot of corporate speak. I mean, he's just a really. I mean, he's the right kind of guy that you want doing that. Um, and so, and and like I said, he's super nice. I met him at PAX. 
um, a couple years ago, and I took him our DVD, and I was like, hey, you know, we do Halo Machinima, and we do Machinima, and he was, like, so excited, so interested, gave me his card, was like, if you want a voice, like, let me know, you know, like, he was just super cool guy, so I don't, you know, as I'm setting this up, I don't mean to bash anything as we get, but um, Gabe from Penny Arcade had a thing where he said, Major Nelson works for Microsoft, but he's not a fictional character. Kevin Butler is an actor, and I find his shtick very disingenuous. Um, so that's just an interesting thing where it was like, hey, here we've got this real guy, and he's like, he's not fictional. Kevin Butler is an actor, and I think his stick's very, very like phony and fake. And so I just wanted to see what your guys' reactions to that. Well, they're two entirely different things. Kevin Butler is just there for commercials, and you know he comes out now for E3 because his commercials were so popular. Major Nelson actually has a position in the company where he you know does things. So they're 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 two entirely different things, and I think to even compare them in that way is is. It's kind of disingenuous, actually. Yeah, well, Kevin Kevin Bu- Kevin Butler's like Sony's Mario. I mean, yeah. they trot him out when they like need a mascot. Actually, yeah. Eddie, what you were gonna what you were gonna say is different. What I was gonna say, Major Nelson actually tweeted at Kevin Butler, and he said, "Good to see you on stage. Drop by the Xbox Xbox booth so I can show you around." And Kevin Butler responded and said, "I'd love to, but there's a basketball team across the street expecting a pregame pep talk. Have fun." He's talking about the Lakers. <laughs> so they, he just tweeted that a little while ago, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. We all know that it's, he's the guy from the commercials, quote unquote. I mean, he's, he's fake. No one really thinks he's the VP of anything. Right. Yeah. He, he's, he's <laughs> fake. But at the same time, I think what they're doing with him. And they're by making him kind of more real by bringing him out to this conference is cool because of the message that he's bringing, like because of what he said in the speech. Yeah, it's goofy and it's this actor and it's whatever. But it was about gaming. But like it was, it was really it was about a, gaming. But it was it's, a really it was a gaming manifesto that yeah, I think was, a lot of gamers latched onto. Even if you're not a Sony fanboy, he was. I mean. He talked to all of us. He talked to yeah. everybody who loves anything about E3. That speech was for you. Well, and I don't. Yeah. I think so many gamers just don't seem to like games anymore. Like everyone just gripes and moans they about everything. They want to yeah. hate on things before they even come out. They want to hate and they want to argue with each other. And so many. It's, it's why zero just, punctuation gets paid. Oh yeah, I mean, and so it's it's we don't like, like. There's so many things where people aren't just willing to sit back and just like, hey, let's have a cool discussion about games, which is why I love gamer sushi. Because we don't just like piss on each other and argue the whole time and leave snarky comments. Like it's like, hey, Talker. let's sit around and talk about games, you know. And and I felt like the, I feel like that's why so many gamers connected with what Kevin Butler said, even though he's a fake. <laughs> even right, he's an actor. Fake, he's yeah. but he connected with what gamers miss, I think, and what they love, you know. And he spoke to that, and in a really kind of. I mean, I know that I'm giving this lofty thing for this comedic routine, but I think it really did hit. Something on the nose that no, and it, he it was works an actor. That it came from Kevin Butler because I think that's something that Sony wanted to say. But if Jack Tretton said it, it wouldn't. Oh work. yeah, Kevin right. Butler yeah. saying it, it makes sense. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, because, even okay. having sorry, even having Kevin Butler say it, it didn't seem like it was Sony's line either. It oh, applied yeah. to everything, which was the best part about it. It wasn't yeah, just yeah, very it wasn't, it wasn't self-serving. It was something that no. I think Sony wants to say to everybody, but not. With, but it doesn't benefit them to say that. You know, it's just like. This is something that we believe, and you know, it's, it's about the games. Just have fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was an actor hired to say lines that were written for him that Sony wanted to tell us. So I, I don't see why you would have a problem with that. Why, that's what his job is. 
You know what I mean? Like that he's an actor. That's what he does. Is he says lines, but he, but they did it correctly because he, they built up this persona of him in the commercials that, like we were saying, is part of this Sony Renaissance. He he is the easiest thing other than the the slim. He is the easiest thing to connect to within Sony that represents good Sony instead of Ridge Racer Sony. <laughs> so, 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 Ridge Racer. Exactly. So the the fact that he delivered that message made it that much more badass. Yeah, and he's also like, I, he's also twittering funny stuff. He he posted something that said. Um, uh, E3 tip number four: If you're demoing a multiplayer first-person shooter, no camping. Give the folks behind you something to see. So I don't know who's who's actually tweeting this stuff, but they're yeah. brilliant. It's pretty funny. Well, so okay, so we need to wrap this up, but we didn't even get to talk about all the other kind of cool stuff that that Sony talked about. We didn't even uh, talk about 3D. Quick yeah, thing, quick thing on 3D. Uh, I find it really weird that that they they went straight to 3D. The very first thing he came out on stage and he said 3D. And they went straight into 3D. They led with 3D. It was big. Killzone, their big game that they're kind of hitching their, their, their horse to. They, um, is, they're, they're really saying 3D. You know, like that was their thing. It's like, we're going to have a 3D section where you're going to wear your 3D glasses. We're going to show you all this awesome 3D stuff. And they pushed it really, really hard. And then they kind of they softened up on it and they went on to move and some other stuff. So that it wasn't quite like Microsoft was with Connect. But you did feel them really trying to push 3D pretty hard. And I think that it's interesting because why are they pushing this this hard when literally less than a 1% of the market even owns a TV that can, that can do use it? it. Well, yeah. they said they want to do for 3D what they did for Blu-ray. And they want to be at the forefront of if 3D becomes a big thing, they want to be on it. Like 3D right now. Oh, of course nothing. they do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. two, or th- two or three years from now, 3D gaming could be a huge thing. We don't know. You know I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I don't think so either. I hope not. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like it, it. Like literally, like you're starting to see now, like everybody's starting to get HD TVs. Where like five years ago, I had one. Eddie had one, but nobody else I, I knew. Don't. Nobody else I knew had one. Now everybody I know has one. So all of yeah. these people. That means all of these people just bought a TV within the past three years. You're telling me that they just dropped fifteen hundred dollars, and they they're gonna drop another fifteen hundred dollars this year or next year, so that or in three years, so four that, years, so not that even. Jimmy can play his <laughs> his micro sixty Wii, you know, in three D. No, I mean, I just I get what you're saying that they're trying to get ahead of the curve here, but they but seem they to might be, be too early. They seem to be pushing it a little too hard. For like I said, literally less than one percent of the market has TVs. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I'm not interested in it at all. But what I like is it sort of fits in with their the thing. Same thing they were doing with Move, which is they're giving you the option. Like if you want to do yeah. 3D gaming, we got 3D gaming. You want to do motion controls, you can do that. Or hey, you can buy the same game and not do motion control. So I like that they're giving you flexibility and an option. It's true. Of well, it's like not. Fle- I don't know control. if it's flexibility and an option. I mean, the guys are making 3D TVs. It's not really flexibility and an option so much as hey, we can. That's that's what's kind of disingenuous to the whole thing with me. Well, no, I, I, I think it is because if you game. buy a 3D TV because you want to show off Avatar to all your stupid friends uh, <laughs> and everything and show how much money you have, then you also they said, hey, you have a, if you if you have a 3D TV, now you can play your games on 3D. Isn't that cool? So I want to yeah, I want to say if you 
if you have the money to spend on a 3D TV, it's not optional for you. You have decided <laughs> that everything must have 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Because what? Yeah, but the, no, but, but but yeah, but that, I mean, but it is an option for you. You know what I mean? Like you know, <laughs> it's it's giving the option of hey, if you like 3D so much, like from Avatar, like everyone's expecting all these movies, these stupid movies now to have 3D, then you know. They're they're anticipating this big push, and I I personally don't see it. I don't I don't want to do it. But you know what they're saying is the options there. You know. Well, yeah. you know what the, the the reason 3D is such a big deal for movie theaters is because they they're trying to get people. They can charge more, and they're trying to get people to actually go out to the movies. Right. But I mean, yeah. Because now people have these home theater systems, and they, they don't have these go to the giant movies. TVs. Yeah. They're like, I can just stay at home. So they I have to out. offer them something yeah. different. Yeah, I don't exactly. go out to the movies anymore. Like even to the Alamo Draft House, which if anybody's familiar with, you know, the Draft House here in in Texas, it is you can probably eat the, the and drink beer and yeah, watch. It's and one it's, of it's it's one of the best you know movie going experiences you can get, and I still don't even like that anymore. I mean, but that's that's the thing. So I don't know if I see necessarily the benefit for Sony the same way, or you know, the the gaming consoles the same way, unless they're like, well, to get the 3D version, you're going to pay. Seventy dollars instead of sixty. You well, know? I mean, the, the obvious benefit is they're the ones doing the three D TVs, so yeah. that's why they're pushing it. Yeah, it's I guess I guess that's where it works out. But it's just like I see the logic from the film perspective. I don't know if I see their except for Sony. You know, Sony yeah, like has Blu Ray made sense. You know what I mean? Like Blu Ray yeah, made sense because it was I'm, theirs. I'm kind of you know? baffled by the three D thing too, but you know, it's if if that's what you like, then go ahead and spend fifteen hundred dollars on a three D TV, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's it honestly like I, I also read a lot of stories about people getting headaches from watching three D movies or getting seasick, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's more common for more people. Like think about playing something in three D for think you about know, think about mirrors mirrors edge in three D. Oh, yeah, God. you would vomit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and think like, okay, it's one thing to watch a movie in 3D for an hour and a half, but what if you sat and played a game for ten hours in 3D with those glasses on? Yeah, I mean, yeah. can you yeah. honestly tell me ruin like, your eyes? Yeah, you know, or yeah, if you want to watch like a said, movie in like eight of your friends, you need eight pairs of 3D glasses. Mm. Yeah, it's. So. It, I don't think it's practical, and like, like like I said, I think maybe two or three years from now, maybe it'll be a little bit more practical. And but like like you said, they're just trying to get ahead of the curve you know because they got the tvs coming out like this month or next month or something like that so yeah yeah all right so wrapping this up i guess we'll run through real quick grades of the conferences i'll give my three grades real quick um i think they're I'll, all going to be the same so i think most everyone's will be pretty same pretty the same but you know i don't want to give it on record <laughs> yeah just to have it on record i'd say microsoft d i'd say nintendo <laughs> I don't want to go like pluses and minuses here, but I feel like I almost have to because of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna uh, Microsoft D, Nintendo A plus, Sony A or A minus. If there were no pluses or minuses, it would be Nintendo A, Sony B, but I feel like that gives too much of a difference because Sony's was pretty good. You know, so I guess I'll just say Nintendo D. I mean, sorry, Microsoft D, Nintendo A plus, Sony A minus. <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would do the same thing. A Microsoft uh, D, um, maybe even a, oh no, I don't want to give him a D minus to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just like because you know, like Gears of War looks awesome, but it's it's Gears. You know, we know what we're getting with Gears. Yeah, we know what we're getting. So and we know what we could, I would have really loved it. Just real quick, sorry. If they had, um, you know, last year they we had Halo, 
ODST, and then they were like, oh, and Halo Reach is coming out. I would have liked it if this year were like, Halo Reach is coming out, and here's what they're working on for the next Halo game at 343 Studios. You yeah. know, a little tra- teaser, trailer, just a name, anything, but they didn't do that. So anyways, yeah. Microsoft D, uh, Nintendo A, Sony A-. minus. Uh, I think I'd go with Microsoft D minus, just like <laughs> just because of yeah. it's from, the really, fan, from the fanboy. That's harsh. From the fanboy. Well, it's just kind of disappointing because they rushed through like their five actual games that people wanted to see, and then they were like, "Here's Natal for another um, connect for another hour," but we're connect. not really connect. We're not really going to show you anything. So it didn't connect they, with people. It no, it did not connect with me. <laughs> but um, but I'm Tish. Uh, Nintendo A and then Sony uh, A minus. I don't think I need to say my ratings. I think we're all going to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> we might all say the same thing. Nick, Nick is that about the Okay, well, here's the thing. If we're going with, if I'm looking at this from a perspective of a test, <laughs> and how many answers you got correct on your <laughs> test, I like this already. Then, then Microsoft gets an F. <laughs> oh dang, you oh, went there no. because. They are. They answered thirty percent of the questions correctly. That's that's a, that's a good that's a good analogy. That's a good way of looking at it. Uh, I it's would I would give I would give Nintendo probably a probably an A plus. I mean, they answered like ninety seven percent of the questions. Correct. They did extra credit. There was there yeah. was yeah there was the little <laughs> extra credit. That's good. There was the little section where they talked about like uh, we play or whatever, and then they did the dance thing. But that was like ten minutes. It was nothing. Um, and then Sony, I would give them a solid A, A minus because they, yeah, 3D didn't really talk to me. Move was, you know, they did some okay stuff with Move. I like the Sorcery demo. They didn't demo. move you? I'm not going to buy Move, but. They did play the songs I told them not to play during the actual clip. Yeah, they played, um, you know bust to move and, and I like to move and move it so they lost points there yeah well okay they maybe, an they, got, maybe they got an 89 <laughs> but um, yeah they probably got like an A minus so good deal well it's, it stinks I mean our, our <laughs> we are out of time pretty much but it stinks we didn't get to touch on some of the other things like other cool news of games I would have liked to talk about the Old Republic just to hit on some uh, other, more of that other kind of stuff I'll um, have to talk about that next old, time Old Republic yeah. is pretty cool yeah, um, yeah we- tune in next week to find out more yeah um to, to get in on all that stuff but um but yeah that was pretty much our e3 roundup um thanks for listening i guess if you want to follow follow us on twitter we're twitter.com slash gamer sushi um nick did an awesome do- job tweeting uh, <laughs> during all the e3 stuff but if you want to follow us it's twitter.com slash uh, gamer sushi and i am um, at eddie Rivas. I am at Anthony Taylor underscore. I am at Unsquare. Uh, I'm at Mitch, but it's spelled M-I-7-C-H. Just because you're difficult. Mm-hmm. And, I, yep. and I am at Nick Camardo. Good deal. All right. And uh, thanks for listening. You know, Yay, if, if, if we had thought this out, we would have ended this one on a cliffhanger. Oh, Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Holy crap. So I just sat here. We didn't even talk about Ubisoft and how terrible their press conference was. Oh, Dude, no. let's just put it in the next one. Come on. This, we got enough material here to go for another podcast or Man, two. Man, Ubisoft is so Wait, bad. I'm still recording. Ready? Listen.
Ubisoft's conference was a pile of steaming shit. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it, but it was terrible. So Microsoft it, should it, be thanking Ubisoft for making sure they didn't have the worst uh, press conference. Oh yeah, like they, nin- Nintendo and Sony, and even Microsoft really could have come out on stage and taken a shit. And it would have been better than the Ubisoft conference. Like, they could have taken a shit for two hours. And it would have been better than the Ubisoft conference. Well, Microsoft that was only the did, worst Microsoft thing I've ever seen. Microsoft only did for about an hour, so... It's true. They talked about games, and then they took a shit for two hours. But, but the, oh God, it was so... I remember I was talking was to Eddie about it. And there was... Like, like there was the beginning stuff, and I was like, okay, there's some Assassin's Creed or whatever, and then the thing went off the fucking rails, <laughs> and I don't know what was going on, like, halfway through the conference, everybody just started smoking weed and became hippies, and I was so, <laughs> so confused. 